festivales. Long festivales. Five thirty-two. George is doing the show. Okay, at five sixty WQAM. You taking a shower now? No. Okay. So anyway, this uh, facts from the Sun Sentinel business section, which I of course don't read because right. uh, it's all a big scam. Beasley Radio turns loss into profit. That's why I kept playing that loan me fifty dollars thing mm -hmm. because all you people out there who are owed money by the Beasleys. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I find this amusing. Whether they're making a lot of money or things are tight, makes no difference. At least they're consistent. Right. Naples-based Beasley Broadcast Group, Inc., which owns 42 radio stations, including WQAM, Country Kiss, and Power 96, said its consolidated net revenues for the fourth quarter of 2002 were $32.7 million, up 7.5% from $30.4 million for the same period in 2001. And it goes on, net income was this, ba da ba da ba Net income was $3.2 million, that's for the quarter. Yeah. Or 13 cents per diluted share. Or is that diluted share? So there you go. They're making money hand over fist, but they still haven't got any, and they still right. don't want to pay their bills. Even if they do have money, they don't want to pay their bills. They'll write the check out. They just will hold on to it and won't give it to <laughs> you for two or four months until Greg puts a little... Yeah, they do. They actually do. They write the check out, and then they hold on to it. Well, it's almost Greg, like paying it. Greg puts a little squiggle on there when he finds out there's enough in there for the check to clear, and then maybe they'll send it out if you threaten to sue them. I wonder if Norma ever got paid that money. <laughs> no, seriously, I got a nasty cold. I don't want to talk on the phone, and I appreciate the fact that uh, people have not called me last uh, since yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody? No, I mean, other than a call from home about uh, Tiny, you know, right. I had to make that decision. And the moment I got off the air, the phone rang yesterday, and there it was. Had to make that instant decision. That's and I said, uh, let's go for it. Yeah. I didn't say that. I, see, I don't want to sound insensitive and cruel. It makes me sound like a hard-hearted bastard. No. But it was that time, you know? It was you, that time. You do what you got to do. You, you do what you got to do. See, I, it's, I have a philosophical attitude about life. You know, life is for the living. Right. We're all going to die one of these days, and then we, we just, when you die, you cease to exist. I know that's mm -hmm. a very, very <gasps> crass way to look at it. But you see, you just don't exist anymore. Right. And the rest of the world keeps spinning around, and whatever's going to go on, which may not be all that great, but whatever's going on will go right. on. You know, right. and that, that's it. No, that's that's as it should be. Right. You just can't wallow in pity oh. and misery all of I mean, you know, we've done that in the past, most of us, and what does it accomplish? Nothing. It just, uh, you know. Nothing. The anyway, so I, uh, speaking of that, I see the schedule today. I'm hoping the humper is okay, because I see Eddie Kay is on this afternoon. Mad Dog is on at 1, right. which is good. But Eddie K is on at three, which is also okay. I mean, you know, gambling crowd. We like Eddie a lot. He's just a gambler. Maybe Hank's just traveling. You know, getting well, he, I, I thought he's traveling tomorrow. Now, where is that fight? The Reverend Jones? I mean, the uh, Roy Jones fight? <laughs> oh, I thought I said. On, I thought on my schedule said the Reverend Jones fight. Yeah. 
Carlos, do you have some insight? Do we know why uh, Hank isn't uh, working today? Because he was shaking his head. Actually, uh, I saw Josh when he came in here yesterday to change the, the schedule, and, and and I asked him what was up with Hank, and he said he needs some he needs a break that he still wasn't feeling well. I I told you that. Mm -hmm. now, didn't I say that? Didn't yeah. I say that? Yeah. And if he would have taken off, see, it's like me. I shouldn't be working today. No, you shouldn't. Go yesterday, away. I mean, today I feel a lot better. Just like the throat is so, still raspy. Cut that. Yesterday spot. I was like death boiled over, and I was still working. You sounded so better Reverend yesterday. Actually. You're gay. What? You sounded better yesterday. I did. Yeah. Well, that well, was after the shower. I haven't taken my shower yet. Right. See, I'm catching him off guard this way. <laughs> and then after I take the shower, I'll sound like Westbrook Van Voorhees and Walter Cronkite. Right, you'll be all bassy. I, I was thinking this last night. I know it's gross to say this, but do you think Walter Cronkite has ever picked seeds out of his ass? Well, what kind of seeds? Like fennel? Dick Fennel, whatever happened to him on Channel like 4 News. Flax seeds? Flax seeds? The girl with the flax and hair. <laughs> Maybe it was a flax and hair he pulled out. He's never gotten a dingleberry. I don't know. I just yeah. See, I don't know. It's just you know what? I'm sure. You think? I'm Walter sure. Pick the seed or two in the shower. You know, you reach what's in that, the shower. You pull it out you of pick there. Pick seeds out of your butt in no, the shower. The, uh, the you know everything in the shower, don't you? Boy, yeah, as a matter of fact, God, that's the best place what to do. What a horrible place to do that. Anyway, 33 votes. The poll is up. I'd rather croak. Then vote for George W. Bush seems to be winning hands down, 19. I didn't vote for that. In fact, I'm the only one who voted for my category. 6A, rather than uh, croak, than vote for Hillary. I don't like her at all. At all. No, who, she gives me the willies. Who does? Oh, sorry. Including her husband. No wonder he hates her like poison. Uh, rather croak than listen to Mo Howard David at 4. Look at that. He's not even in a contest yet. Well, how unusual, fine. Mo. You're slipping, baby. You're slipping. Or is that just your hairpiece? Off to one side. I'll just change again. Moe's got five. <laughs> uh, then buy a Michael Jackson CD, two. Watch another Mike Tyson fight, two. And I'm the only one so far voted for drive a Mustang. Now, I will say, in all fairness, that the Mustang uh, 5.0 convertibles, the GT 5.0 convertibles, yeah, some of those are pretty nice-looking cars. I will admit that. They're nice-looking. But I still would want to drive one. Well, I mean, how, how would it be for a... You know, a hotshot like me who drives Corvettes for the last 16 years no. to be seen driving a Mustang? No, no, wrong direction. Oh, God. Even Miguel, who's a schlepper at best, even he is upgrading, getting out of that juvenile. Oh, it's, a, it's okay when you're like 17, 18 years old. It's like a, it's like, it's like a training bra, a Mustang. Yeah. No, everybody's got to break in with something. No, they, you know? they were big at the high school, no question. You start out with a tricycle and then you got like a, you know, or, right, right. Then you got like a regular bike. Mm -hmm. Then you move up to your first car, which uh, is probably not the one you're going to own, and then your first car that you own could be a Mustang. That would be fine. My first car that I owned was a um, uh, Corvair. Yeah, how was that? I've talked about many, many times. The little blue Corvair, the one where the fan belts kept breaking all the time. That's that was it was a workhorse, man. They don't make cars like that anymore. That's not just a cliche. It's true. And you those got cars the back then. Those cars back in those days, you could put 150,000 miles on them, no sweat, no problem at all. Yeah. In fact, if it weren't for the fact that the parking brake kept slipping all the time, and that, that uh, you know, it was kind of like a tinker to it, but it ran. It ran. Very good. Lived in Boston, make all those treks to New York and back, up to Rockingham Park and back, with stops at Adventure Car Hop and Saugus Mass. Man, those were the days. How we missed those days on this show. And you could probably have more gas, too, than those days. Here's a call from uh, West Palm Beach. Hello. Oh, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I heard you mention passion, so I figured I had to give you a call. Uh, I watched the show a day late, so I just got to see the uh, shower scene with Hank and uh, Luis today. Yeah. Not bad. 
Hank. Hank. Hank yeah. is hot, baby. <laughs> and I forget about Louis. Luis is a bozo, but Hank that is a hottie, funny. yeah. I do not like Luis. Now, you know, the actor who plays... Yeah, but you got to admit he's a good actor, though, Luis. He, he, he plays a real nerd, the ultimate nerd. He does such a great job. He's always just a goofball, you know? Very true. But the uh, actor who plays Hank is named Ryan McPartland. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. No. Okay, he has a website, ryanmcpartland.com. Really? And, yeah, and he has some very, very interesting pictures. Uh, his huh. shorts are off and his pants are partly open. <laughs> See, if, if anybody wonders what Hank's purpose is on a show on Passion, it's to stand around naked and look as hot as he can, which don't take a lot. You know, because He doesn't he have much to say. He can't act too, too well, but uh, he's there to look at. No, he's a little stiff, right. And one of the pictures, he's arm in arm with another young man, which is a very oh my! Photo. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so, one word, ryanmcpartland.com, check it out. Okay. I'm out of material. Thank you so much, and by the way... You're gay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 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 Hank is hot. Make no mistake about it. Hank is... Oh, yeah. What a body. What that a was face. Funny. That was a funny call. No, it was a great call. Yeah. yeah. What did I tell you? Yeah. You take one here, you take right. one over there. Wait long enough. Come. And you notice since the show started, since we got on the air for some strange reason, the phone is working again. Huh. I still think it's on your end. It could Lo very well loose be. Loose wire my ass, Carlos. No wonder they won't let you touch anything important. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm serious. I mean, you know, Carlos uh, did a lot of good work for us uh, in those days when he was doing it, and still is. <laughs> but, uh, good. And, and another one of these days here about it. It looks magnificent. It's sun, sun is shining, blue sky, yeah. the biggest kind of blue sky. It is colder than a witch's ass, man. It is unbelievable. And this is going to go on again today and early. You know what the current temperature is? I don't know what fell uh, Celsius. See, I, I get sick at the right time because when you feel like this, who wants to go outside anyway? Right. It's minus sixteen. The high is going to be minus ten. That's uh, pretty damn cold. Now let's see. Minus ten is uh, where the hell do I find it? Minus ten is fourteen degrees. That's right. Is going to be the high fourteen degrees Fahrenheit. Right now it's minus sixteen, which is uh, three point two above zero. Nothing here, but it was beautiful here yesterday, at least uh, temperature-wise. Oh, now, now you sound just like my mother. Haven't I always beautiful. said what a good match? What, me and, me and your mom? You and mom. Hey, she a can match cook, right? in purgatory, man. She can oh, yeah, she'll give you some of those yeah. ground, ground brown burgers, man. Keep you busy all day. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. One moment, please. Yeah. Let me tell you about our good, close, personal friend, Come Jeff on, Cohen. Neil, get two great Broward locations. If you like pizza, if you like pasta, if you like calzones, if you like chicken dishes, if you like veal, if you like all that good Italian stuff, if you love delicious garlic rolls, you'll fall in love with the world-flaming pizza loft with locations in Davie and now in Plantation. You'll probably see Jeff Rimmer and the whole family eating there, whether you go in for lunch or for dinner or for late-night snack. They'll be there enjoying a nice meal. Jeff and Farrell, they'll be there having a nice free meal. Because I think now we got the 100% on the uh, temple. You folks will have to pay, but the prices are so low at the pizza loft that only the world's cheapest of the cheapskates would go in there for freebies. Prices are reasonable every Monday like tonight is lasagna at the loft. Every Tuesday is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights. Get the second one for only 5 bucks. Wednesday, kids eat free with it all so they can see Jeff's famous magic show. Every Thursday is bike night at the loft. Come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second for half price. In Davie, you'll find the pizza loft on University Drive, right behind Pier 1 Imports. Lots and lots of free parking. They're right by um, Army Little Cafe. For takeout, for delivery, for catering in Davie, call 954-916-8880. 
954-916-8880. And don't forget the new pizza loft in Plantation right by me, corner of Navajo and Sunrise, right beyond Walgreens, for takeout and delivery there, 382-1999. 382-1999, the same great food, the same very reasonable prices, and the same friendly service at the world-famous pizza loft. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Don't have a penis. All right, somewhere we're going to have some phlegm-filled fun in uh, paradise today. I know Hank Goldberg and I had our differences in the past, but it's been brought to my attention that uh, Hank has arranged for some beautiful women to join us in our plushly appointed studio. Yeah, exotic glamour queens from Key West. By the way, something. Yeah? It hasn't escaped me that surrounding me with women is a good way of keeping me from getting raped. Yeah. This here is a big show of humidity and respect from Hank. Bigger than his pants. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming in now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, folks. Put your teeth back in. My problem, my problem. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Oh. You may uh, gather around to me. Hey. Get a lot of their voices. Yeah. yeah. They must be heavy smokers. Yeah. <coughs> so, uh, what do you know? What do you say there, uh, ladies? Like, oh, we're fine. That one girl in the back there is a bit softic, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Sarah, wait a minute, something. Ain't you, uh, that guy, uh, Perry Mason? Oh, it's you, Mo. <laughs> you can't be Perry Mason. You're dead. Perhaps, but I'm still in better shape than you. Why, you know, you got some knife walking in here dressed like that. Would you mind sharing with the court exactly why we were asked here today? Why, certainly. It's an offering of peace from Hank Goldboyk. An olive garden. Wasn't it you, Mo, who called the Key West Queens Agency and said, Help me, my show is dying? No, it's not true. I... And wasn't it you, Mo, who said, Rape's not funny? Okay, okay, yes. It was me. It was me. I said, Rape's not funny. <laughs> I submit, Your Honor, that Mo submits. Hey, wait a minute. I so rule. What's the meaning of this? Come on, girls. Let's make him our bitch. I got his leg. I got his leg. Oh, gee. Hey, and I got his head. See, I'll tell you what proves to me that uh, the problem, the phone problem is on your end. Son. Is this thing with the Internet connection again being down today? Well, okay. sending me these faxes from people that are highly irate, including Enrique and others. Once again, not available on the Internet. And you uh, put on here, Julio's working on it. Right. What's he working on? Breakfast? <laughs> Hey, we like you, Julio, a lot. You're a good guy, but uh, lose some weight, will he's, you? He's got two hands. No, seriously, why, why is this happening? I mean, how can that happen? Once they get it back up, wouldn't you assume that it would, like, uh, stay there? And Carlos is all uh, crushed and taking it personally, and I'm trying to, you know, to do psychotherapy and uh, tell him not to take it personally and feel bad, because that's the way they are here. They don't want him touching their stuff. It is yeah. back, by the way. Oh, it, it is back. It is back on? Yeah, supposedly there's there's power outages that are going on here at night, and that's what's going on. But at night? Yeah. I, you know, I can't imagine why it is that these things seem to happen at night. When people are in there dicking around with stuff? I don't think it's the outages, but the inages. Yeah. Too much in and outages going on there at night. A lot of inages and outages. 
I, you know, I don't want to pick on your friend, but I mean, there's there's something wrong with whatever's going on when you have unsupervised children, overgrown children, running around and playing with the radio station like it's a play toy. I mean, we see evidence of it every single day. Right. Those seven weeks that I was down there, which were like uh, seven weeks in hell. Right, but that's got nothing to do with these studios. Every single day, and people have diddled with the studios, and, and things are in different positions, and uh, the furniture's upside down, and uh, people say, oh, well, I think you're just imagining it. Right. Right. Gaslight. Yeah. Just imagining it. Troublemaker. <laughs> right. Malcontent. What's this thing about the healer in Fort Pierce? Uh, just a cute little thing. That's eh, not cute at all. It's a bad story. No wonder people don't listen when you're on. You think that's a cute story? The cute story you faxed me was the one about peddling the uh, drug gear, the paraphernalia. Oh, uh, that's not cute. That's nauseating. No, it's real cute. Uh. If you're not in the USA right now, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm very delighted not to be. Federal authorities charged 55 people with trafficking in illegal drug paraphernalia in an investigation they said targeted the nation's biggest Internet distributors of marijuana bongs, crack pipes, and other drug abuse gear. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, one time I fashioned a roach clip out of a paper clip. Ugh. It's amazing what some guys can do with a Coke can, you know what? Yeah, but anyway, use that too. In coordinated raids on Monday, meaning yesterday, officials confiscated thousands and thousands of tons of paraphernalia from companies boasting up to $50 million in annual sales, said Mary Beth Buchanan, hmm. U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh, whose office is leading the Operation Pipe Dreams investigation along with the DEA. No one would possibly use these items for smoking tobacco, Buchanan said at a Justice Department news conference. We know what you're doing with them. And we know uh -huh. what you can do with it, too, uh, for that matter, Mary Beth. You have yeah. Attorney General John Ascroft said the sale of drug paraphernalia has exploded on the Internet, making it easier for teenagers and young adults to buy it. <gasps> the items are often disguised as such things as lipstick cases to escape detection and are marketed under code names and symbols. Mm. Quite simply, the illegal drug paraphernalia industry has invaded the homes of families across the country it's without their knowledge, Ashcroft said. They're shoving it in your door <laughs> while you're not paying any attention. They're dropping it into the chimney. Santa Claus left them behind at Christmas time. Organizations advocating the legalization of marijuana accused Ashcroft of grandstanding, and of course they are Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. At a time when the rest of the country is worried about terrorism, this attorney general is going after people who sell pipes, said Keith Straup, the founder of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, Normal. Surely he has something better to do with his time, like maybe dress up those naked statues would be good, Keith. Yeah. Ethan Needleman, executive director of the Drug Policy Alliance, suggested the bus were aimed at scoring political points against a perceived counterculture. I saw the movie over the weekend, I can't think of the name of it, about Lyndon Johnson, about the part of his presidency where he did the war in Vietnam. Okay. And just like this president, listen to all of the wrong people, or at least most of the wrong people. Do you know how many American servicemen and women died in Vietnam? I don't know the grand total. Thousands. 58,000. 58,000. That's a lot. And for what? Was there any reason that they died? No. No. Well, Did the they communists... have any business being there? No. The yeah, those godless communists. Right. We had to stop them. Not even Mr. McNamara believed it at the end. Oh, Mr. McNamara. Yeah, in fact, the movie was really more about Bob McNamara than it was about Lyndon Johnson. But at any rate, yeah. at any rate, 58,000. And I thought to myself, I, there must be a reason why they're showing this movie now. And obviously there is. Mm, you think it's that I mean, you know, everybody's all up in arms about the 97 people who died in the nightclub in Rhode Island. Right. Which it was a tragedy. And the seven astronauts who died on the Columbia, which is mm -hmm. a tragedy. And the people who died in Chicago in that nightclub. But... 
58,000 right. young people died. You know, if they said 50,000 came back in body bags, but a total of at least 58,000 were killed for nothing. Right. Not to count the thousands and thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of innocent men, women, and children who died in Vietnam on both sides. Right. But it was worth it. And, of course, it was worth nothing. It was just a total waste of human life. We stopped communism. And, and at the time, you know, when you think back to those times, then, of course, Nixon came in just at the time when they finally, uh, Johnson was starting to see mm -hmm. the error of his ways right. and decided not to run again because he knew the jig was up. And then Nixon comes in and prolonged the war for another four years. Yeah. So that we could kill a whole bunch more people and get that total up to 58,000. Are you ripping the Republicans again? And, and during those, no, and the, during those times, well, I didn't know Lyndon Johnson was a Republican. No. And during those times, all of the protesters, just like we see now, were labeled unpatriotic, uh, commie mm -hmm. sympathizers, sure. Hanoi Jane, all of this crap. Pot Everybody smoking was hippies. Against senseless right. killing. Senseless, contrived killing. Coward. And here we're going through the same thing all over again today. All huh. the finger-pointing assholes. Yeah. All the bloodthirsty morons. All the people too stupid to read. And the fact that we had a couple of calls yesterday about that Frontline show, I'm really depressed because I went online to try to figure out when the hell it's on again. I, I can't find it. Really? I didn't look. I can't find when the hell that damn show is on again. The one about the uh, the origin of the Chicken Hawk's decision to go in there and do, uh, do this thing years and years ago. And how Clinton interrupted. It was, uh, you know, attack us, interrupt us is what it was. Mm -hmm. For eight years. And that's why they worked overtime to get his ass out of there so they could get their hands on the controls again and carry out their evil uh, plans. Their evil schemes. And they will. That's what they're doing. While the rest of the people are sleeping, watching Bachelorette and Joe Millionaire. And those people who are making an effort, those people who are out there demonstrating in the streets, and the young people, and that, like I said before, it's good to see a lot of these people are young people. Yeah. That are sick and tired of all this crap and aren't buying into the bull crap. They see through it like looking through a pane of glass. But they're unpatriotic. They're evildoers. All mm -hmm. this other crap. They're because not don't forget. with us. Don't forget. In the simplistic world of George W., they're the good guys and the bad guys. Kind of like in a John Wayne movie, you know? You're either with, with us or against us. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Everybody's got a different lifestyle. We all need different things to help us be healthy. That's why you ought to check out Oleomed Mediterranean Formulas because they got advanced combinations of pharmaceutical grade olive oil with vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients, and they're scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs, all different things. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas. They have one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight, and CoQ10, which is so important for your heart. Oleomed's also got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive, your endocrine system, your skin and bones, even your mind, your mind, <laughs> all using the benefits of the finest olive oil that money can buy. And Oleomed makes products for men and ladies, too. Oleomed's an exciting new product that you can pick up all over time at Publix, Eckerd's, Whole Food Markets, and Walgreens. For more information, call Oleomed tool-free, and they'll tell you all about their products and what they can do for you. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can order their products online if you like. Oleomedamerica.com. And don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday during dolphin season, which is only many, many months away. Start feeling great today. Start popping some Oleomed in your puss. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. O'Neal, my queen. God. No, no. If you cannot find Osama Bomb Iraq, 
If the markets are a drama bomb or rack, absolutely correct. If the terrorists are frisky, Pakistan is looking shifty, North Korea is too risky, bomb or rack. If we have no allies with us, bomb or rack. Yes, yes. If we think that someone's sister us, bomb or rack. Okay. So to hell with the inspections, let's look up for the elections. Close your mind and take directions, bomb or rack. So, George, you pick up now, take all the calls. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Oh, good timing, too. I was just blowing my schnoz. And there aren't any calls. Look at right. that. No calls. We had that one nice lady. I want to thank her profusely. Called and said, I'm sorry about your dog dying. I mean, that, that was very nice. Right. See what I mean about that town? Oh, I know this, all about it. This Saturday will be my 27th year on the year. In Miami, 27 years, WKAT, WNWS, WINZ, Zeta, WIOD, WQAM. <coughs> Just flew right 27 by, 27 years. And I have one lady who calls and says, I'm really sorry to hear about that you had to put your dog to sleep. I mean, not that that's very, and not, I'm not looking for that. Right. But I'm, I'm just showing you the kind of heart. That exists in South Florida. I know. Even Dimitri Yuskevich understands that. Your heart is dirty. Right. He, he gets it. <laughs> he wanted out of there. He said, let me out of this place. Oh. They wouldn't know a hockey puck from a goddamn uh, dreidel, is what he said. So did I'd you rather... see... I beg your pardon? Oh, go ahead. I just I saw something on TV I was going to ask you about. And what was that? The Freedom Fries. Freedom Fries? Freedom Fries, apparently there's a restaurant owner that's offended by the French take on this war, and so he's changed the name of the French Fries to the Freedom Fries, and that's a big story on MSNBC. Is it really? Yeah. Maybe it's not so bad I'm watching CNN, certainly not news. Yeah. Here's the poll results so far. I'd rather croak than vote for George W. Bush, 78, out of 180 votes. Vote for Hillary, 51. She's on his ass. She's right up there. I'd rather croak than buy Michael Jackson's CD, 20. Listen to Mo Howard David at 18. Isn't that interesting how he's, like, mm -hmm. fallen off the face of the globe? Maybe they like his show now. What do you think? <laughs> now that they've had uh, ding-dong school, maybe it's... Or maybe maybe out of sight, out of mind. You think that could be it? Maybe they just don't feel as passionate about Mo anymore. Right. Well, not when you compare him to him. I'd rather croak than watch another Mike Tyson fight nine. And I'd rather croak than drive a Mustang four. Oh! Let's hear it. I have three, uh, I have a little company out there. Even so I'm going to go take a shower now because I see you're just inundated with call. Right. We'll uh, muddle through. Huh? Until you get back all refreshed. Well, no, because i got that live spot to do on the second break of the hour, and I want to sound really, you know, throaty. I noticed that on many of these spots you're playing. Yeah. The recorded spots. Mm -hmm. I saw, I'm, like, slurring really badly. Uh, a couple, three, four, maybe half of those are from uh, the post-stroke yeah, era. The, right after I had a stroke, which is always a real good idea. To make me say, well, I guess by well, comparison, people it's say, only, oh, it's only one how one much one. better he sounds now than he did on those spots? When Maybe it it's because like... of the stroke that the spots sound slurry to you now. Carlos says it was only one. No. The yesterday, yesterday was a the, couple, and today I changed every, yeah, all of them at one. The oleomed spot is an abortion, okay? And I apologize to them profusely because they just got through sending me that big shipment of oleomed yesterday. In fact, during the break, by coincidence, I just took two of my immune system oleomed, which uh, will help kick out this cold. All right. And is doing so very quickly, along with all the other crap I'm taking, too, like the Dristan. Yeah. 
etc. Sudafed. You're taking no. etc. You can't take the whole kitchen sink. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no. Haven't you heard about not taking a whole bunch of a set? <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, he's laughing. I, I'm making a joke. Of course you can't. You can't do that. take too much uh, acetaminophen, is what it is. Right. Like extra strength Tylenol. Right. And all of these other things, the Sudafed and uh, Dristan, all of these, they, they're loaded with acetaminophen. But eat all the ephedrine you want. Major League Baseball. <laughs> David Wells says he nearly died from taking it. Major League Baseball, as usual, a day late and $50 short. But that's the way it goes, you know. I mean, they, they just uh, refuse to come to their senses. Well, you got a couple of calls on there. I'm going to go and take a real quick shower. All right, go ahead. We'll and before, come back before you can say Greg Reed's a scumbag. Greg? No, I, I asked not. Why is that? Well, I just got that contract. I'm waiting for my bonus. Greg hates you. I Regardless, know. okay. Regardless. He's just like P.D. Lenny, man. He'll come in here, put on a happy face for you, to your face, mm -hmm. while he's away, while, you know, you feel those awful pains in your back. Like maybe Tabitha's put a wicked, evil spell on you. But it's not Tabitha. It's... Greg hates... <laughs> not too good there. Let me say it. It's not Tabitha. It's... Greg hates... Uh, do I get a third chance? Go ahead. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Have a nice time in the shower. I always do, I, and I'm the only one that sh uh, shaves in the shower. I don't think so. We've discussed that before. It's a, a quick and convenient thing, not that I always do. Well, not everybody shaves at work, and that's just a unique situation that we have here with Carlos. I understand. I mean, we bust your chops about it, but I understand that uh, that you're a busy man. You're up all night. You uh, you have weird hours. You're up very, very early shuttling, what is it, a nephew, relatives to school or something like that? Which is mighty whitey. I've gone through all that. When I was living with my sisters, you know, uh, she had four kids, four little daughters. So I got lots of practice about, uh, you know, changing girly diapers. Which is a good thing, it turns out, that I have lots of practice changing those. Never, never changed a male child, cause I, I, you know, I have nephews, but they always lived somewhere else. You gotta watch out for the... Yo, no, no, I've seen them. The target I've observed, right, they take right, on right. No, I've been a witness to that phenomenon, but thank God, knock on... Well, you know, uh, whatever. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on microphone. <laughs> that I never had to do that. But you, um, did you point that out about the freedom fries? Well, actually, I was talking to you about about the restaurants. The, and then it just came on there. The restaurants. Because I want to, I want to, uh, you know, talk about the French a little bit. But before, uh, before that, that's so. What's so weird about shaving in the shower? I don't find anything weird about that. I know lots of people. I mean, just the regular thing. I mean, even in the olden days, when I was so poor that I really, I mean, there's no lie, I couldn't swing shaving cream. You know, when you're on a budget and you're living off of ramen, six for a dollar. Hey, that's radio. That's radio. You wanted to get into radio. That was my uh, my life on radio. I can't afford shaving cream if I want to eat, so I'm just going to put soap on my face and just scrape this really dull razor across it. That's why they they sell shaving mirrors that go in the shower. They're fog-free. Right. First of all, there was one already in there when we bought the house, and we had the bathroom remodeled, and there's a, uh, the women, the women in the family, they put mirrors in the, uh, in the bathroom all the time, so I didn't uh, put it in there. Not that you need it, because I've shaved without one. I mean, you're yeah, in the you shower, you just, you, 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 what? No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You know where your face is. You know yeah. where all the parts are. You but move. You run your hand along your face. You can tell where the stubble is. Yeah, you miss like one little hair every once in a while. Man, all little right, every once in a while. But you know what? You do that when you're shaving with a mirror too. You don't notice that, and then you uh, like oh, under the chin, there's a big streak. 
I missed a streak. So what are these just all cranks or uh, are we not answering them? I I know you're talking now. I just didn't know. Right. I didn't know what the rule right. was. I just I was just I want to talk about the French and Andy Rooney had some things to say about that, but I don't want to make these people wait. They might have something to say. Hello, QAM. <laughs> yeah, yes you are. QAM, hello. George. We'll just blow them out real quick. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, shaving in the shower is no problem. I also brush my teeth in the shower. Um, okay. I've known people to do that. I don't do that. I do that. Carlos, you can't talk because you do a lot of strange things in strange places. You bathe in public fountains. So, all right. Thank you very much. Doesn't everybody? Not when they're sober. QAM, hello. George. Hey. What's up, man? Just chilling, waiting for Neil to get back from his chower. Hey, I told Carlos, but I'll tell you on the air. Good. Uh, See, it doesn't count. Telling Carlos anything doesn't count. I know. Uh, if Neil wants to know about that front line, pbs.org. Yeah. That, that's meat. where he went, but he wasn't finding what it was that he was looking for. Well, he could buy the tape if he wants. I okay. know they sell the front line tapes like crazy. Or somebody in the audience who uh, is already buying the tape or has a copy of the tape could send it here to the station and we'll forward it to Neil. Uh, I mean, he really needs to see that that episode. I it mean, could be it could be an anniversary present for his anniversary coming they, up on, they uh, even tried on the first. They hide it because they put Gee, it on. you think? They put it on at eleven o'clock at night, and usually front yeah. line starts at ten or nine. Right. So they even tried to hide it Shh. in there. Well, that's PBS anyway. They're a bunch of left you know left wing commies. Well, we all know that. All right, then, George, you have a wonderful day. Have a happy, right. man. You too. All right. Bear, bear with us. What's the matter, Carlos? Why are you holding your head? I'll tell you during the break. I was just oh, okay, I just something. thought it had something to do with the spots, because if it's a spot problem, then we have to yeah, well, it's stop everything it's and, and a funny, deal. A, a funny happening. Okay. Fort Lauderdale. Not you again. Yeah, me again. Tavernier, hello. Hey, George. Not you again. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I've been, uh, I'm Neil's age, and I've been shaving in the shower all my life. I don't even use a mirror. I didn't think yeah. it was an issue. No, you get you get a nice smooth. I get a smoother shave in the shower than I do anywhere else. I thought it was just a time shaving, a time shaving well, thing. Well, that's how I started, but then I then uh, I've been doing it all my life. And I never use a mirror. In fact, when I do use soap and I use a mirror, I cut the heck out of myself. Right, and not only is it time saving, but it's a mess saver because if you're uh, shaving in the sink, which I occasionally do, like if I have to go out in the evening or something, I'm not going to take another shower necessarily. Uh, you've got all the stubble in the sink that you got to wash out of there. In the shower, you know, everything is uh, going down the drain like everything else. Well, I found like out you get a much much smoother shave. But but one of the reasons I called was. Uh, you know, you, you, the other day you were saying several things you're sick of hearing about terrorism and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'm sick of hearing is be on the lookout for suspicious characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, we live in the world. I like how they're... saying asylum, and everybody's strange. Right. I would, I would use the analogy that they're treating us like children, but I don't know any adult that, that insults their child's intelligence like that. Yeah. To look out for suspicious characters. Like, what? Well, we live in South Florida. When aren't exactly. we looking for suspicious characters? And how? And when aren't we seeing them? Right. As I said, I'm, this is look, the world's largest open air right. insane asylum. Dude, I'm looking at the most suspicious character you've ever seen <laughs> right now. All right. Well, anyway, have a good day, man. As a and matter of fact, that? Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Be on the lookout for suspicious characters. Okay. I found one. Now what do I do? So I'm done with my shower now, and it really didn't take all that long. You notice? Really? You're done with yes. your shower? A nice hot shower. All right, to, so we learned something new. You don't have to waste new. any time shaving not only, already shaved earlier. Not only do, do you have a record-breaking uh, BM talent, but you can take a shower faster than uh, than I can get my pants off. And it, it wasn't a rush, like just running under the raindrops. It was a, a nice, uh, relaxing hot shower. 
Huh. Because I know how to do it, man. No wonder you get so many things done in the course of a day. That's right. When you have as little time left as I do, as some of us. Right. We don't yeah. waste any of it. Hurry on through it. For example. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. I guess I'm playing the key. <laughs> and Loco, this is Sports Radio 560, QAM. Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto of Hallett Pontiac GMC are proud to announce three great Neil Rogers Neil deals. So I want you to put your ear right to the radio, especially on this station. It might crack a little bit. Neal deal number one, get 0% financing on all GMC 1500 series pickups. You heard me right, 0% on all 1500 series pickups. Neal deal number two, lease a GMC Envoy for just 299 bucks a month plus tax for 48 months. That's correct, you heard the numbers right, only 299 a month plus tax. And Neal deal number three, buy you a Pontiac Vibe for just 199 bucks a month. That's right, only 199 a month for a great Pontiac Vibe. Hallett's also got great Neal deals on used car, trucks, and SUVs. And if your credit rating is one of the worst in the history of mankind, have no fear because Hallett will get you a deal some way, somehow, even if George has to make the payments. Might as well make somebody's. It's a great Neal deal triple letter going on right now at Hallett, 13401 <laughs> South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. For more info, call the Neal deal hotline, toll free, 1-888-534-4211. That's one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. Don't forget, all Neil deals are subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Hallett Pontiac GMC, who shot from the rooftops. We are professional grade. My and local. This is Sports Radio five sixty. QAM. Shut up, Joe Rogers takes a mouthful of the sausage and Jorge's pants. That pipe smoker and uncircumcised Q will bend. Engage in a fakeler dance. <laughs> I'm a cranky homophobe. Not that I mind it, but I'm way too old. I fantasize about being in bed. In a tryst with Fiedler, my man friend. I'll kiss and make up with Ginger someday. And then ask him to rape my bun. Over and over again Though I would not feel remorseful No! And I would not be ashamed About a ginger and mogay union Just bone them and stroking away Boy, baby, you're not my type No! You sound like a nine-year-old kid only a macho manly guy. You don't notice me. That makes me flip my wig. If Ginger was a lover of mine, I'd bury my bulbous veiny nose inside his pimply rear end. No, I would not be a sport pole. No! If I was not a closeted fae. That's why a ginger and mokey union would make me feel giddy and gay. Everybody follow my thousand balls. Yeah, a ginger and mokey union would make my sorrel bony ass feel safe. If we had a ginger and mokey union, 
anyone and have to get me raped. Now, are you watching this story on CNN about this little girl in Philadelphia that got shot? No, it was still on MSNBC. Snowball fight. Snowball fight outside of school in Philadelphia. And the kids are, you know, throwing snowballs, little girls, back and forth. Yeah. And along comes uh, one of the daddies, and he gets pissed off. He don't like it. He gets his 9mm, and all of a sudden, and the girl is in critical condition over a snowball fight. I'm stunned. And Leon Harris and the other broad that's on there on CNN, they're acting like, oh, this is just incomprehensible. This is in a country where people blow each other's brains out over a parking spot. Right. Over a parking spot. And they're saying, oh, a snowball fight, as if it's so incomprehensible that people shoot each other, uh, you know, over nothing, which happens all the time. Grotesque and unacceptable. Here's the facts. Now, now, this should also give you an idea about the warm, cuddly feeling you get broadcasting in South Florida. <laughs> okay. Just heard about your lost dog. Which one was it? It was tiny because the other one we had put to sleep 14 months ago. So I guess by process of elimination, it was tiny. Oh, I shouldn't have said <laughs> elimination. Sorry, mm -hmm. tiny. As a fellow dog owner, please accept my sympathy. On a lighter note, I had my first ride in the Corvette. What an awesome car. Stay well. And you want to know why this is so emotional? Why is that? It's unsigned. Well, as a fellow dog owner, please accept my sympathy. Unsigned. <laughs> you can't get much more personal and emotional than that, can you? That's the South Florida effing way right there. They couldn't even make up a fake name. That's what I'm saying. Could have said Joan, David, uh, Mo, Mo Howard, David. Could have said anything. Well, the one I just sent you was signed. Oh. It's not a condolence well, let me fact, grab but it, it's okay? important. You can view the front. Oh, this is John in Port St. Lucie. You can view the Frontline program online. Oh, yes, you can see that. And he's got the thing here. But I, I don't want to go through all of that. I want—I just want to know when it's on the air again so I can sit right. back and relax and not have to view it on my computer. Didn't they say Wednesday? Did we have a confirmation? Well, but I looked on the schedule. I don't see it Wednesday at 9 o'clock or at any other time tomorrow. I'll so if anybody can tell me schedule. if it's on again, you know, like people that have a TV guide or have or actually watch PBS, it would be much appreciated, especially since we have all these call. <laughs> there isn't one call on the board. No. So, like I said, now that you're doing the show... Right, there isn't one call on the board. Maybe that's why. They thought I was doing the show, they all tuned out. Right. Here's the poll, 229 votes. I'd rather croak than vote for George W. Bush, 106, than vote for Hillary, 62, than buy a Michael Jackson CD, 25, listen to Mo Howard David at only 20. Boy, he's small potatoes. He's really fallen. Watch another Mike Tyson fight, 10, or I'd rather croak than drive a Mustang, 6. Six of us... Discerning, discriminating people say we'd rather croak than drive a child's car. I mean, would you would you ride a tricycle back home after work? Well, if somebody stopped making my car payments, I wouldn't have much choice, would I? Well, that's a good point. Well, let's work on it. Let's see how it works out for you. <laughs> I'll take a scooter. Sodom seen using proxy groups to attack the U.S. From the Washington yeah. Times, mm -hmm. from our friend Lynn Samuels' website. Thank you, Lynn. A recent CIA analysis concluded Saddam Hussein is highly likely to use a third-party terrorist group to conduct a proxy attack on the U.S. in advance of American military operations, according to U.S. officials. And it goes on to say, somewhere in the story, if I can find it, which it's a, not very long, but it's, it's, it goes on, that possibly, uh, here it is, U.S. intelligence officials said there have been recent reports that Saddam would try to use Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed terrorist group. Now, wasn't it our own BDI Bobby Graham many, many, many weeks ago that was screaming about that? Yeah, and about how come we're worried about Sodom when we got Hezbollah, we got all these terrorist groups, not just uh, Al Qaeda, but all these others running on loose all over the country, and nobody's doing anything about it, right? There we are. I just mentioned that in past. You starting up again? 
Oh, and speaking of Vietnam, which I did before, which we had no comment about, I, I, I just don't know what it is with the people of South Florida. Are they like all brain dead? Is that what it is? Well, for starters. I mean, we had 58,000 people die for nothing. Those were Americans who died for nothing, not to mention all the others. Right. Since I guess they don't count. 58,000. People have a short memory. Have they you weren't noticed? protecting America. They weren't protecting any interest of ours other than, of course, the oil companies and the rubber companies. But other than that, and the Catholic Church. But other than that, yeah. for nothing. And the protesters were all labeled anti-American and scumbags and commie, pinko, long-haired, liver, yellow-bellied, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the same thing's going on now. This is a follow-up to the story about that lady basketball player that turns the other way and won't face the flag when they play the anthem. Yeah, there's been more. A Vietnam veteran came out of the court Sunday and held an American flag in front of Manhattanville senior forward Tony Smith after the Division Three player again refused to face the flag during the national anthem. She disgraced herself and she disgraced the flag, said Jerry Kiley, 56, of Rothman County, New York, who was ejected from the arena after he walked out of the court during the first break and play. They showed this on news last night. They showed him marching out there and, like, you know, staring her down. Kylie approached Smith as she lined up while another player prepared to shoot free throws. He was escorted out of the gym by school security and local police. As she has done all season, Smith turned 90 degrees away from the flag as the anthem was played prior to tip-off. Six of her teammates stood at attention with their hands on their chests, while three other teammates stood with their heads bowed and their arms at their sides. Smith declined to be interviewed after the game. That'll teach her a thing or two, yeah, I guess, huh? That bitch. Although he's got an excuse. He's a Vietnam vet. Maybe he was one of those other thousands and thousands who came back whose brains right. were fried. I just mentioned that in passing, too. So it wasn't just the 58,000 who died. But right. the hundreds of thousands of other people and their families and loved ones whose lives were destroyed, ruined forever, thanks to a just insane, unbelievably unacceptable piece of crap. And there's another reason you should watch uh, Born on the Fourth of July, which is a true story. Oh. Because it's all about that. About the ones that came back and what was here. Do they have a that... version without Tom Cruise in it? I'm telling you, it's his best acting job ever. Really? Shocking. Even better than Shocking. Frisky Business? Yes. Shocking. Hey, they had to hold the gun to my head to make me watch it. Hello? Here's a call from yep. Weston. Hello. <laughs> All right. That was it. That was it? That was a medley of their material? Hey. All right. So I could have just reached over and done <laughs> right. that, and it sounded much better. All right. Although it wasn't too bad. I give them about eight and a half. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil God. Speaking. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay. Good morning, George. It's hey, how are you? Both of you. Uh, first off, I'd like to say my condolences about your puppy, Neil. Sorry to hear about you. that. Uh, the other thing is, is that I hear you're coming up on your 27th anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations, my friend. I want to give you a... I know that it's a little early about that. The other thing about that girl not wanting to face her flag, isn't that a mm -hmm. little ridiculous? I mean, I, I don't have a problem with people doing that. I mean, why are they making such a big deal about it? We're burning the flag for... You know, right. right That's right. Because it's you something know. for all these other militant assholes to get bent out of shape about. So they have to single her out. And, uh, you know, all these great Americans who supposedly understand what freedom is all about, they have to, like, uh, abuse her because she's exercising her rights. Yeah, I don't get that. You know, I, I myself have served six years in my military, and I consider myself somewhat, you know, patriotic individual, even though I'm about as left as you can get. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing is that she talked about, oh, Vietnam. I don't trust Bush going to war. I don't, I don't support the war, really, because I don't trust Bush. I think mm -hmm. he's got other concerns, other, you know, he's got money concerns. He wants that oil over there as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I just don't trust Bush. 
Money yeah, and oil. We... You, say, you said the two magic words. The duck didn't come down, but you said the magic words. Money and oil. Yep. You know, exactly. Well, you have a good day. You okay, thanks, day, Kelly. Thank you. Well, there's a guy, military guy. Yeah. He doesn't support the war. He doesn't trust this president. He sees through it. He sees what it's all about. Oh, i got to do the break. Oh, it's a good thing and I did my shower. Right, in that spot. And probably should remove my recall off from my mouth doing the spot. And indeed, and just like yesterday, you sound a thousand times better after the after shower. After the shower. Right. Well, that's because I inhaled the hot fumes in there. Unfortunately, though, I didn't fart. <laughs> oh, God, I would have loved Oh, <laughs> man, there is nothing. I don't care what anybody says. I wonder if all the Cronkite's ever done that. Farted real bad in the shower in a hot, steamy I'm, shower. I'm just sure. The, ah, and inhaled it and right. thought, wow, what a Mahaya. <laughs> Hey, homeowners, is there anything worse than venturing out to your backyard for a swim, looking into that once beautiful pool of yours and saying, oh, my God, what happened here? Oh, my God. It's stained, it's dirty, it might be cracking. Well, you don't have to look at that mess anymore. Just say, no mo ugly pool. That's no mo, And call our friends at Atlantic Marsite. These guys aren't pool guys who run a cleaning service. They are a real construction company who uses full-time employees, not subcontractors. Atlantic Marsite specializes in the most incredible innovation to hit the pool business, Diamond Bright. Do you know that my pool was diamond brighted, by the way? No, I never heard. Not by these guys, but by Cliff the Pub. But it's uh, great stuff. Atlantic Marsite's been pouring it on for 12 years. They're licensed and insured professionals. They even train other companies internationally how to do diamond brighting. And you'll get the same price that they give to the contractors. Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach call Atlantic Marsite. They're the largest installers of diamond bright in all of South Florida. They'll come to you and give you a free estimate. They also perform pool and deck renovations, custom lighting, pool heating, and exotic water features, too. For the best, call Atlantic Marsite, toll-free, 1-800-558-8883. 1-800-558-8883. Diamond Bright, do it right, because Diamond Bright is a pool's best friend. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, since I screwed it up, I might as well again. Friday night, he's in the White House doing all his presidential bids. He's there in the Oval Office, though he's not sure what an oval is. He's practicing his speech that he's been working on for weeks should be a breeze. But it's not for a man who thinks that if you're from Iran, you're Iranese. Saturday, he's still no smarter, thinks what's in the center is centrical. You could say his brain is useless, kind of lactic chain, he's clocked up ventricles. Now he goes to give the speech with words his vocab cannot reach. He looks afraid. But he won't tell you how he feels. Instead, he'll talk about some bad mistakes he'll make. He can't spell. He can't act. Crying out loud. He can't speak. So what he says is always in doubt. Don't have a clue, no brain in his head. So he just babbles on. Babbles on. Did he say Babylon? Babbles on. 
560 WQM. Sorry about that. The uh, drop in there. I it had it in queue, and so I, you know, play part of it, right? Well, you heard it. I, I enjoyed it. Right. In so, fact, you want to know what it was? What? I'll even share with you, because I thought it was timely, because that story I read before was Tom Hopkins saying, Decriminalize pot in Florida. So oh, I thought it was kind of timely. So speaking of Frontline, yeah. just so you know, because I went and checked the uh, Yahoo listings both um, manually, and I did a search. It's not on again? And it's not going to be on again. What is going to be on is a class divided. A teacher's 20-year experiment in teaching third graders about discrimination is examined at a class reunion. Yeah, but uh, sometimes they change those things, and they do repeat the first one, but obviously our audience isn't interested in letting me know what the hell's going on with that. So just like the first one, if we'd had a little bit more, you know, a little bit more early reminder, morning. But I'll, I'll check it on the web. Of all the bedtime stories we have today, this could be the most interesting. U.S. plans for oil industry after Sodom. Speaking of that last caller, uh. this is from the Houston Chronicle. Peace protesters are parading through the streets. The U.N. Security Council continues to squabble, and the U.S. has yet to decide whether to go to war in Iraq. Oh, they've decided. While so much about a second Persian Gulf War remains uncertain, the Bush administration is busily planning what Iraq's oil industry might look like after Saddam Hussein. The Pentagon already has scoped out Iraq's oil fields, hoping to forestall any order from Saddam to torch the nation's crude wealth. The U.S. State Department's future of Iraq's office has been soliciting input from free Iraqis on a range of economic and social issues, and the White House is considering who will be in charge of the second largest oil reserves in the world. Whether an American might soon be running Iraq's oil sector remains unclear. It's fuzzy. They're wiping off the crystal balls. But this much seems certain. The White House is considering a radical recreation of Iraq's government and economy. And I think we all have a feeling we know where they're going to be sticking that hose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rectum. They're going to stick it to the hose. How's that poll coming, Neil? Glad you asked. I'd rather croak then, 271 votes. Then vote for G.W. Bush, 129. Vote for Hillary, 69. Didn't make it up. <laughs> All the numbers changing again. Like I said, 70. Buy a Michael Jackson CD, 34. Listen to Mo Howard David at 25. Your small potatoes, Mo, they don't even care about you anymore. They have bigger fish to fry. I'd rather croak than watch for another Mike Tyson fight, 12, and drive a Mustang, 6. You got to take that call from the Redlands, or? Or am I? Hello? Morning. Yes, sir. Here. Hello? Yes, I am. How are you? Okay. Um, sorry to hear about your dog. Thank you. I've got a cat that's in a similar situation, an epileptic cat. Ooh. Believe it or not. You, uh, I have to commend you, sir. Uh, I've actually attempted, <coughs> excuse me. Attempted to call a couple of other uh, uh, radio talk shows, uh, much much more right wing than uh, than what you do. Um, you're the first person that I've heard at all mention the similarities between all the the bullcrap that we're being pounded with right now regarding this forthcoming war. Mm -hmm. I'm a Vietnam veteran, by the way, right, um, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, you're the first person to mention the similarities between all the crap that we're hearing now about, oh, we got to save these people and, and free their country and all this crap. That's the same shit, the same stuff, excuse me, I heard in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And I enlisted in the, in the Army, and I went overseas to do just that. I believed in that war. We sure did a wonderful job for them, didn't we? Yeah, we, we lost 50,000-plus guys, and uh, everything's exactly the way it was before. And the French, by the way, were... 
were smart enough that time to get the hell out yeah, of after town. Tw- after all those years, the French finally gave up. They gave up. They, they got out of Dodge, and we go in there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this war. Uh, I'll be very frank with you. I, I'm, I'm not sure that I believe in it. I'm not sure that I don't believe in it. Uh, what's, what's about to happen? Well, the, the interesting thing is that it started out as regime change. Correct. And then when that became unpalatable, it became, uh, he must, uh, eliminate all of his weapons of mass destruction. He doesn't have any weapons of mass destruction now that we know of that he didn't have two years ago and five years ago and ten years ago and twelve years ago. And most of what he does have, he got from us in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So, so, you know, it, it's just as transparent as that business about Afghanistan and the Taliban, and once the Afghan pipeline deal fell through, and they were no longer our buddies because they were hiding and protecting Osama Yamama, and we had to eliminate them and get their, the scumbags out of there so we could rekindle the Afghan pipeline, which, like I mentioned, we're getting that deal started up again now. It, it has nothing to do with people being oppressed and about wanting to free anybody. We don't give a crap about freeing anybody. Well, this this government doesn't care about freeing the people in the U.S. today. They don't give a crap about other people being free. I agree with crap. You. I, I have to agree with you. And I've been there and I've seen it. And how, how many people is this administration willing, all these chicken hawks, how many lives are they willing to sacrifice of innocent people so they can get their hands on Iraqi oil? That's the question everybody in this country ought to be asking right now. Well, how many innocent people have to die to make these people happy? Uh, okay, one of the interesting things about this, this, uh, this presidency is that the people who are making the decisions have never seen dead, dead bodies stacked up. Right, that, that's I, I right. Have. I yeah. have. Lots of them. Right. And it's, it's sad. But you know what I say? Let them go over and fight the war. I agree. Okay, have a great day. I appreciate you. Thank Thank you. you. Let them go over and fight it. All the chicken hawks, Rumsfeld and uh, Wolfowitz and Pearl and Libby and GW and Dick Cheney. Let them go over there and lead the charge. Didn't Sodom challenge him to a debate? How about all, all this, mud wrestling? Yeah, yeah, we got that. Sodom challenges Bush to debate. I saw it on Dan Rather yeah, last but, night. but they could arm wrestle or something. Can't you just imagine that? No. And, of course, Harry Fleischer right away, oh, no, oh, we're not going to do that. Time for debating is over. They're going in in two or three weeks. It doesn't matter. And that should, that should, anybody who's still on the fence who has any doubts, that should be the only message you need to know. Every time Hans Blick says, well, you know, we really didn't find this and we, they really don't have that, and these missiles only go 15 miles beyond where they're supposed to go, which is hardly worth blowing up the world for, uh, we don't like that. And then we make some other crap up. And we just keep making stuff up and making stuff up. And, oh, well, they might have this and they might have that. And come clean. We know you're not coming clean. How are those ghost ships coming? Oh, they're out there somewhere, man. Mm. I don't think we have a ghost of a chance of finding them, but they're out there somewhere carrying all of those biochemical weapons right. and all those, uh, yeah, all of that, all this, these things. Nerve agents. Right. And if that story that we had before, which I don't doubt is true, that when you back a lunatic to the wall, that he's going to, like, unleash whatever uh, connections he's got here with Hezbollah and Hamas and whoever else. How many innocent people are going to have to die in this country? Right. Because of the fact that these people won't listen to the overwhelming majority of people in the world. In addition to which, when you read about America, the opinion of America and the rest of the world now, it's not just in one or two or three places. It's getting scary. Oh, they're just jealous. I see. It's getting scary what they think about America and the American uh, government. They don't have nice cars and color TVs like we got, so they hate us. Oh, they don't? Not like we got. Anyway, what am I getting excited about? 19 till 11 at 560. George is doing the show in case you hadn't noticed because I'm out of the weather. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. Jim managed to one. Eddie K for Hank at three. Hank is all, and thank God, better late than never. Yeah. Take a few days off, Humper, and get yourself back in shape. We got Hurricane warm-up at seven. UM and uh, Villanova, the Wildcats at 730. Not the Albion Wildcats, but Villanova. After the hockey game, we got the big, because oh! that's all we had available. And Joe and Mark with that. Our juvenile show there is 2 to 6 in the a.m. We 
Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hey, if you guys out there are like Mo, since he just mentioned him, are looking for your hair. It might be in the toilet. It might be on the flow. It might be next to Mo. I don't know where the hell it is. The more you look, the less you can find it. If you want to get a great look at that hair, call my buddy Charles Alfieri. He's the man. He's the hair specialist. For over 25 years, working with the famous and infamous and deadbeats and everybody in between, Charlie's been helping guys look their best with his incredible natural hairline system. There are so many people who are peddling all kinds of things now. Mousy-looking hair pieces. They sell that Propitia and really piss you off, too, when you find out that it's dangerous, number one. And number two, you won't grow a single follicle with it. So get Charlie's natural hairline system. It looks like the hair's really grown out of your scalp. He can make you look younger and better than you have in a coon's age. Call him at their toll-free number. Mention Neil Rogers Tornady to call. You'll get that special $200 discount just for mentioning my name. So butch up and tell him that Neil Tornady to call. 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413. Or check him out on the World Wide Wicked Web if you like. CharlesAlfieri.com. Get your hair back this year from Charles Alfieri in Fort Lauderdale. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Push. Did you see our ratings for the last book? Yeah, I know who's both daddy. Sure. Couldn't possibly be us. Watch your back, back, or you won't wait for more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Watch your back, back, or you won't wait for more, no more. I got enough I gotta think about on top of getting raped, and then I don't need a rating that's a minus eight. Don't care what you do, long as it's understood, you gotta wait a little harder on the guest you book. Or else you got to go. There's a lot of fat producers, you know. That's right. Watch your back, Zach, or you won't wait for more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Watch your back, Zach, or you won't wait for more, no more. Oh, brother, all that blubber I don't understand. Now you can eat from a trough while using both hands. That big fat punch, you made a rating full. You just like Clinton, it's all your fault. Better straighten your fat ass out. Or we'll take the food out of your mouth. That's right, punch your back, Zach. Or you won't work for more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Punch your back, Zach. Or you won't work for more, no more. Listen what we say! Punch your back, Zach. Or you won't work for more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Watch your back, Jack, or you won't wait for more no more. You know who I am? You're lucky you got a job here. Say that one more time and you're all fired. 10.46, WQAM. See, I'm trying to rekindle Mo's memory because he's doing so poorly in the pool today. So we're playing a lot of Mo bits. Some good faxes here. Mark says a couple of things. The Vietnam War was fought by young, rural, and... What does that say? I don't know. That's something. Uh, urban poor minorities over nothing. I lost one cousin in the war and another to suicide upon his return. Muhammad Ali was considered a bad American for defying the warmongers. Now he's a world hero. Jimmy Cliff wrote a great song called Vietnam. Maybe George has heard of it. No. Wondering what's next, Mark. Now we know what's next, Mark. We're just hoping it's not as bad as it might be. Uh, if I said something about the French chef to you, I didn't know if you were interested, but I can't pronounce his name. About what? This uh, French chef. Loiseau. Okay. The committee the suicide. suicide of famed chef Bernard Loiseau sent shockwaves nationwide today and sparked condemnation from fellow culinary masters who accused France's all-powerful food critics of pushing him over the edge. Loiseau, 52, was found dead yesterday in the bedroom of his home in Salou, near his three-star Côte d'Or restaurant in France's Burgundy region east of Paris. A rifle was found by his side. Police were investigating the cause of death. However, employees and family members suggested he had committed suicide. 
The news sent the gastronomic world into mourning and became the leading topic of the French media. It also sparked debate about the merits of restaurant guides' rating systems, as uh, which chefs await each year. Oh, I see why he killed himself. He maintained his top rating of three stars in the 2003 edition of the benchmark Michelin Red Guide. However, he lost two points going from 19... <laughs> hey, <laughs> serious stuff. Going from 19 to 17 in the 20-point rating system of the Golf Milou. That guy has gained in prestige and power in recent years. He said, if I lose a star, I'll kill myself. Huh. Said another three-star chef, Jacques Lemoyne, who has a restaurant in Chagny in saint a region. <laughs> oh, God, I can't stand the French man. Can't stand it. Nope. And, I mean, they're not fooling anybody with this whole business about their position. See, if they were doing it from the right standpoint, yeah. they would have some credibility. Right, but they right. never met a terrorist they didn't like. They do a lot of business with Saddam, including selling the uh, plutonium for the nuclear reactor the Israelis had destroyed in the first place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just like the Russians who do a lot of business with uh, Iraq, right. it's, you know, it, it, they got the right opinion for the wrong reason. That's the right. problem. Nevertheless. Never, nevertheless is right. <clears throat> because one thing I will say, beyond a shadow of a doubt. French people piss me off. They are pigs. I don't like to generalize, but in this case, we always make an exception on this show. The French are pigs. Oh. And if you don't believe us, just go to Hollywood Beach. Oh. Mike, our chronic faxer, Mike says, I'm a Vietnam vet and still can't believe that 58,000 died for nothing. I almost made that list several times and made it back to the USA in one piece, he says. It did make me into an angry person and changed me forever. Today's people don't have any idea what the world is all about. Thanks to you, I do get to laugh and smile sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, says Mike. P.S. The movie Platoon messes me up every time I watch it. It was the best version of Vietnam to me. I'll tell you, I had tears in my eyes running down my cheeks. I think it was Saturday when I afternoon. I just I just found that uh, Lyndon Johnson movie by accident on one of my movie channels. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, at the end, which by that time uh, McNamara had come around and realized the folly of uh, the ways. And the Johnson was taking all the wrong advice and all the wrong advice. And then they finally came back with the at the end of the movie showing the statistics. And when it came up on the screen, 58,000 Americans died for nothing. It just, you know, it just really got to me. Nauseating. And, and we're supposed to be so concerned. I mean, of course, uh, any rational person's concerned about the 3,000 people lost their lives on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And if we really had proof that Iraq was involved, well, you, know, you know by now, if we had any concrete proof, if any. we had a smoking gun, if we had even a lukewarm gun. We have nothing. And you want to know why we have nothing? Because there, there is, is nothing. nothing. There is absolutely nothing. Didn't the See, world well, around one line, right. one line they use that's right, and that is that terrorists don't leave an address. Right. Unlike traditional wars where you know who you're fighting, when, it, when you're dealing with terrorists, like, you know, they don't leave an address. They all rallied around for the Afghanistan thing because we knew exactly who it was <laughs> and where they were at that particular moment. I mean, we do know where 15 of the 19 terrorists uh, in those attacks came from. It was right. not Iraq. It was Saudi Arabia. We're doing business with those people. And we also know the people who are m much, much more. And in fact, if you wanted to attack a country where the overwhelming uh, majority of the population is in favor of overthrowing the government and would be cooperating, mm -hmm. to say the least, it would be Iran, not Iraq. Iran is the country. Right. Where they've trained Hezbollah and all the other terrorist groups, where they're obviously the chigger in a woodpile. So mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia and Iran and North Korea would be far, far ahead of Iraq. We've been able to contain him all these years. Uh, you know, he, he was a bad boy. He went into Kuwait, and we went in there, and in no time at all, we got him back out. That's mm -hmm. all. No muss, no fuss. He represents no imminent threat to this country. But because we want to rattle a cage, who knows what kind of crap 
this uh, group of chicken hawks is going to stir up. And the public just sits back. Oh, yeah, he's so wonderful and he's so good. Blah, 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 blah. He never stole a freight train. See, it's the John Wayne mm. crowd. They like that. They like the guy with the six-shooter and the cowboy hat. And the blinky, beady little eyes. Yeah, the Alfred E. Newman look. And, of course, he shouldn't worry as much. Like Alfred Newman says, yeah. what me worry, because he ain't going there anyway. Right. Well, here's a show about Frontline. Thank the Lord. Hello. Neil, I'm squeezing myself. I got the info you need. Okay. The Frontline episode is called War Behind Closed Doors. Right. Okay. It's going to do out. It's on the dish. It's going to be out on the WGBH Boston station March 21st. Okay. But if you want to buy it, I could give you the 800 number. It's 2995 plus shipping and handling. To yeah, buy but by, the, the, by the time it would get here, it would be uh, pointless because uh, as of today, it's available online, the whole thing. Right. Because it will be re-aired March 21st at okay. 2 and at 6 on GBH Boston, the station up there. Yeah, but the, the, way things, the way things are going these days, we don't want to plan that far ahead, you know? All right. No problem. I just wanted to let you know if you need to. You want me to give you the 800 number? No, I'll, I'll check it out online. All right. It's called thanks. War Behind Closed Doors, man. Right. Thanks a lot. No problem. How come you're not giving the numbers out? Oh, five six seven oh five sixty in Dayton Broward Pound Five. Well, you sure got off easy wireless. today. Yeah, I always get off easy. That's what I heard. Eight seven 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 eight five six three four five is toll free anywhere else on line nine. What, what is it again? Eight seven 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 eight five six three four five. I never give that number out because I don't even know what it is. I didn't, I didn't have that number well, written down. If I didn't right have now. it on a post-it note in front of me, I'd forget it too. Because we almost, well, we get an occasional call on there from out of the market. I guess if we gave it more often, we might get some calls on it. But most of the time, we get a call from inside the market. From inside the building? Well, that's who. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> Probably from inside Maddie the Bell. building. Probably from Maddie Bell. <laughs> or Petey. I do like when a stranger calls. I like Charles <laughs> Durning. Maybe, well, maybe I'll have fat. one call you later. Maybe because he's fat. Thanks, Carolyn. Carolyn, one of our regular faxes, sends her condolences about Tiny and about her pets and yada yada. Thanks, Carolyn. John in Port St. Lucie, who's becoming beyond chronic, but a good guy. My condolences about your dog, yada yada yada. PBS is doing a Member's Choice fundraiser in March, so it's possible it could be shown then. Yes, March 21, John, is what we just heard. The next scheduled front line is not until March 20th at 10 p.m. Hmm. Well... Whatever. They sure do a pretty crappy job. And, of course, nobody watches PBS anyway. But since they showed that here just a couple of nights ago, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think that somebody in the mainstream news media, one of the networks, somebody would be, like, expanding on it and, uh, ex huh? Yeah. The Isn't mainstream. it amazing how the overwhelming majority of the good stories that are coming out on this are coming from out of the U.S. media, whether it's in uh, the U.K. or in Australia or wherever the hell it's coming from or around the rest of the world. You Canadian mean media? Pinko commies in other countries? Anti-American jealous people? All this people. crap, all this garbage about the... Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, Paul Begala made a good point on Crossfire last night about the Washington Post and about how everything that has to do with the, the, the Bush deal on Iraq is on page 8 of the Washington Post, and about every time they find out that they're full of crap, they hide it in the middle of the front section. But when they come to find out about Bubba, Bubba and Monica, something they had it on the front page every day. So he said, so much for this bull crap about the liberal Washington Post and the liberal media. We all know it's a pile of crap. You really ought to get that Eric Alterman book, What Liberal Media? I'll just borrow yours. Or just turn on Fox News for five minutes so you'll understand what I'm talking <laughs> about. No, thank you. And the good, the good news about being here is we don't get Fox News. Here. Oh, so you can't oh, watch Heather? All right. And you wonder why I'm in such a good mood? Here's a call from, what is it? Delray Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. 
How you doing, buddy? Okay. Good. Long, I used to listen to you. I used to live in Boca. I'm, I now live in Greenville, South Carolina, and listen to you vis-a-vis the um, uh, electronic airwaves. All right. Thank you. Uh, I, have, I actually have an office now in Delray Beach, which I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to listen to you back in the days when uh, you were with uh, Captain Dave and the Bird and all that right. kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and and before you, uh, you know, Tommy with the uh, right wing commie. Ku Klux Klan, South Carolina, living brush. Uh, I'm, I'm far from that. In fact, I'm an issue by issue but a person tends to be liberal. But I think you're totally full of crap on this whole uh, war with Iraq because apparently you are privy to more information than the federal government and the United States Congress and the United Nations and everything, and you're just opposing yeah, it wait, wait a because it's far from your liberal wait, talk show. Based on what? Uh, what do you base your opinions on? Apparently, you know more than the federal so, government. So, wait, wait a minute. So the United Nations passed another resolution? Is that what you're telling me? The United Nations already passed a resolution authorizing the use of force if, in fact, there's a material breach of the current of the former resolution. And, and have they passed, has, has the United Nations passed a second resolution, which yes. is what almost everybody is demanding, including the majority of the American public? Have they done that? Well, you know, there's no reason to, Neil, because the first one was already passed. That's like, uh, you know... Uh, well, I, I'd like you to I answer me one I, Since you're so hysterical about this, sir, since you're so hysterical, and also again throwing around the tags, the liberal talk and all this other crap, you, you're a good one to talk about crap. Where, where, what evidence? Where's the smoking gun? What is, how is it that Iraq represents a threat to you? Uh, well, first of all, uh, we have, Neil, you and I are both fortunate enough to live in what's called the constitutional democracy. And, Sir, I'm not uh, interested in some and, kind of a, a civics lesson. I asked you a question, okay? Don't give me double talk. What evidence is there that Iraq represents a, an imminent threat to you or to me? Well, um, I don't... Thank I, you. Have a nice day. 1058 at 560 QAM. Blackwood can't keep his packer in his pants. Tonight on Cops, it's the Dell Dude. I need a new computer. What's a hard drive? What's a monitor? What's a mouse? Don't you know anything? How much of that stuff did you smoke? Is that a toy, man? I'm looking for the pot. Oh, yeah. Tonight on Cops. You do really stupid things when you're hot. What kind of joint is this, man? Oh, it's a heavy duty joint, man. I hate pot smoking punks. Hey, dude, you're getting busted. What you gonna do? Yeah, you and your liberal talk show. Yeah, that guy, that last guy, he was classic, man. But he don't was, paint him with that broad brush. He was a textbook example of what's wrong with talk show callers. And then, of course, when you ask him, well, get, you know, don't, don't give me a double talk in a civics lesson about uh, where is this, where is that. Just answer the question. He couldn't do it. He wasn't going to do it. We were up against the break anyway, but I went an extra minute because I could tell he wasn't going to do it. Well, you didn't have an answer, and you knew that. And the idea that uh, the, the idea that we all have to goose step in line, and then the, the the venom, to use that word again, the venom that he was attacking with. Yeah, you and your liberal. Yeah, I don't give a crap if he listened on Zeta or not. That's another lifetime ago. What does that have to do with anything? In other words, once upon a time he liked me, right? And now because of the fact he doesn't agree with what I'm saying, I know more than the UN. If the UN had the proof, if the UN really bought the uh, the uh, Colin Powell, and by the way, how come if the UN was buying it? When the French ambassador of the U.N. was finished speaking, he got an ovation in the U.N., which is almost unheard of. That kind of display of emotion is, it, it never happens in the U.N. Mm-hmm. And when Colin Powell finished with his statement, which he cut short because he was pissed off and fired up, 
there was deathly silence. How come, sir, if the U.N. is so convinced and all the rest of the world? Oh, those are all American hating commies. Nick Kristoff writes in the liberal New York Times, See, I'm not one of those people who buys into this crap that liberal is a dirty word. I'm proud to be a liberal, okay? Hitler on the Nile. Nicholas D. Kristoff writes in today's paper. It's on our website. And I wasn't going to read because I have no voice to read anyway, and plus it's bedtime stories, but who gives a crap? Because that guy just pisses me off. Because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He says, there's so much chest thumping, so many alarms about Iraqi menace, that I sometimes feel that the only patriotic thing to do is invade Iraq and plow salt into its soil. So it's useful to conjure a conservative war hero like Dwight Eisenhower and consider what he would do if he were president today. After his experience with Hitler, I could stand up to the lily-livered, pussy-footing peaceniks and squish Saddam Hussein like a bug, right? No, probably not. Eisenhower led the European allies to victory in WW2 and was president from 1953 to 61, faced a crisis in Egypt similar to today's and effectively chose containment rather than invasion. Likewise, even when faced with the threat of weapons of mass destruction, President John F. Kennedy chose to contain Cuba rather than invade it, and President Ronald Reagan chose to contain Libya rather than invade it. I hope we have the courage and discipline to emulate such restraint by Eisenhower, Kennedy, and Reagan today and choose containment over war for Iraq. In Ike's case, he faced a man perceived in the West as a far greater menace than Saddam is today, Gamal Abdel Nasser of Egypt. Nasser had the potential to upset the globe in a way that Saddam doesn't. Nasser was idolized by the Arab masses and aggressively intervened abroad. He helped the Algerians fight the French, forged close ties with Russia, and infiltrated terrorists into Israel. Israel also ran terrorist operations in Egypt, blowing up American libraries and cultural targets in an attempt to tarnish Nasser. When Nasser nationalized the Suez Canal in 1956, the West was sure that the canal would fall apart and disrupt global trade. Cairo Radio once boasted, millions of Arabs are preparing to blow up all of America's interests, all of America's installations, and your entire existence, America. Oh, the Hawks will protest. Nasser didn't have weapons of mass destruction. Actually, he did. Nasser's troops used mustard gas in Yemen. European leaders were determined not to appease this Hitler on the Nile. France, Israel, and Britain conspired to invade Egypt and oust Nasser. It was too risky to allow this adventurer, this miniature Hitler, to develop, Prime Minister Guy Mollet of France later told Nasser's biographer, Jean Lacouture. Ike was outraged, and so did the, uh, to the Europeans what they're trying to do to us now. He forced the invaders to retreat and solve the crisis peacefully. The U.S. is committed to a peaceful solution, he declared. Thank God for Ike. If the Hawks have been running the show then, we might still have troops in Egypt. The Hawks, to their credit, have a good recent record in their military forecast. They correctly saw that the first Gulf War and the Afghanistan invasion would go easily, while Doves worried about quagmires. But the Nasser hysteria also reminds us that the Hawks have a consistent track record of shrieking obsessively and seeing one minor country after another as global threats in an eye-bulging, alarmist way that in retrospect looks hysterical. In the 1950s and 60s, the Hawks magnified the threat from Vietnam and Cuba. In the 1980s, they obsessed about Nicaragua, only a one-week bus ride from Texas. None of these threats were imagined, but they were exaggerated. Now the focus is on Sodom, and it's true that he's been brutal and threatening for 25 years, especially in the 1980s when Don Rumsfeld was cozying up to him in Baghdad and the U.S. was shipping him seven strains of anthrax. The last ten years have been the best behaved of Sodom's career, not saying much, and he's now 65, controlling an army only a third of its peak strength and in the twilight of his menace. The arguments against containment of Sodom were also made about Nasser. It will not work. Western credibility will vanish if we back off. If we don't invade now, we'll have to fight him in a few years when he's stronger. And yet Nasser faded away as Sodom is already fading. So one can accept that Sodom is a threat and that Iraq would be far better off without him and yet prefer the Eisenhower approach of containment. 
We might remember that Eisenhower warned Britain in 1956 that its insistence on ousting, ousting Nasser was leading to sweeping anti-British sentiment and that while initial military successes might be easy, the eventual price might become far too heavy. Writes Nick Kristof in the New York Times today. And by the way, speaking of Eisenhower, the last thing he did when he left office and they inaugurated Kennedy, in one of his last speeches he warned, he said, beware the military-industrial establishment. Hmm. This is a former hero general right. from WWE. Always like that. Beware I... the military-industrial establishment. The dangerous ones is what he said. And speaking of Kennedy, of course, they were some of the people who assassinated him. But that's beside the point. Oh, Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. George is doing the show today. In case you haven't noticed, oh, no, I haven't noticed. How's the pool coming? <laughs> I'd rather croak. I'd rather croak <laughs> than talk to any more assholes like that guy. Uh -huh. It's just I don't mind disagreement. I'll sit. I listened. I was trying to be patient. Right. But it's always it starts with a yeah, you liberal, that you know, all that other crap. Careful. You know, don't blow your voice out. Oh, he same saved crap. Like I said, the same. Huh? He saved the good insults for when he called me back. Oh, did he? To yeah. say what? What? Oh, uh, because you know that, that that you're scared of him. You don't have the balls to debate him, don't you know? That's he so didn't. Old. He wouldn't answer the question. Plus, we're already a minute past the break, and when it's yeah. obvious he had nothing to say, I'm going to sit here and just uh, hand the, the show over to him. What an you're an asshole, sir. Go back to where the hell did he say? Go back to South Carolina. South Carolina. Go back to South Carolina with a banjo on your knee. You fit there, it perfect. There's a reason there's a border. I'd rather croak 358 votes than vote for George W. 169. Vote for Hillary 79. I'd rather croak than buy a Michael Jackson CD, 43. I'd rather croak than listen to Mo Howard David at 40. He's moving up a little bit. Then watch another Mike Tyson fight, 17. Rather croak than drive a Mustang, 10 of us with magnificent taste. You didn't vote this, for that. I beg your pardon? The Mustang? Yes, I did. I voted oh, okay. for that. Are you trying to tell me what I voted for now? No, I just I thought you I voted for I saw Gaslight. <laughs> Pretty good movie. Oh, guess what I saw yesterday? I give up. In its entirety, because you touted and you said it was a good movie? Yeah. Because it was on again, on the IFC channel, the International Film Channel. Frenzy. Oh, yeah. It was uh, okay, you know. It's oh, pretty it's long. Yeah, pretty really long to go uh, all the way through that for that ending, you know. I mean, fairly predictable, I guess. With the uh, potato truck? Oh, the potato truck was cute. Yeah. When the cops saw her <laughs> legs and body dangling out of the back of the potato truck, that was kind of cute. Yeah. Lovely. I'll tell you what I don't like. Lovely. This story about in the Sun Sentinel. Which one? Mothers of Lionel Tate and Nathaniel Brazil oh, meet yeah. with the Pope. I was well, wondering what kind of crap is that? that? You know what? Crap. I mean, seriously. First of all, you you Catholics out there, and I'm talking only about the ones who support this kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. You better understand that the rest of the world doesn't give a flying crap about this Pope or any other Pope, okay? <laughs> any other old man in the dress. And even though I may happen to agree with him about the war, and, uh, you know, you can pick and choose uh, one from column A and one from column B, who gives a crap what he says? Right. And they're meeting with in the Vatican this week to campaign for changes in how the U.S. handles children who commit serious crimes. Remember when he came to the U.S. last time he was in the country? Right. And he uh, he, he, he said, don't execute that guy in St. Louis, wherever the hell it was. Yeah, they said, okay. The execution. Right. Yeah. Of course, St. Louis, of course, being a very heavy Catholic city. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the chutzpah of organized religion, not just the Catholic Church, all of them. Yeah. Go go practice your superstition and walk around. Oh, you know what other movies I saw the other day? What's that? Sunday, I taped them. The Omen, part one. What was the other one? Damien, uh, whatever. Damien yeah. Omen too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They also the, had the other the third two one. one right. I watched those. The first one with uh, Gregory Peck, right? Which and Lee uh, Remick, mm -hmm. right? Right. And the second one with William Holden and Lee Grant. 
Damien, look at me. It's yeah. all for you. Freaking Damien. <laughs> Punk. Schmuck. Yeah. But anyway, two South Florida moms, Lionel Tate and Nathaniel Brazil, are in a delegation of 34 people from around the U.S. who are meeting with Vatican officials this week. Their sons, as we know, were both convicted of adults for murders they committed ages 12 and 13. Tate, now 16, has served nearly two years of a life sentence with, without possibility of parole for the 1998 beating death of Tiffany Eunuch, a six-year-old family friend. And Brazil, also 16, has served two years and nine months of a 28-year sentence for shooting death of teacher Barry Gruno at Lakewood School in 2000. I, I see. I don't understand why uh, Lionel Tate got a stiffer sentence, life without possibility of parole, and the other kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, he smothered her, and he was like, uh, and it was indefensible. But nevertheless, how do you compare that to a kid that takes a gun to school because the teacher won't let him in to talk to his girlfriend, blows his brains yeah. out right there? How do you compare that? I don't know. With a chart. The visit comes as Tate's attorney is expected to launch a second effort to get clemency and as Tate and Brazil's appeals make their way through the system. The delegation is being led by the Reverend Thomas Masters, a pastor at New Macedonia Baptist Church in Riviera Beach and founder of Under Our Wings, an organization working to end the prosecution of children as adults, the imprisonment of teens in adult prisons, and the execution of people convicted for murders committed when they were youths. Bullcrap. Mm. The crime has to fit the punishment, and it also has to fit within the parameters of the society in which we live. Okay? And right that's on. the way it is. A violent, right, horrendous, grotesque society that has very little respect for the value of human life. That, that's why, it, if it weren't so sad, it would be comical. The way the media gnashes their teeth about all oh, these poor 97 people that died in that club fire in Rhode Island, mm -hmm. and all these other, all those poor seven astronauts who died on a Columbia. And then in the meantime, within seconds after they report this story, they got the microphone in some parent's face. So what do you think? What's your take? What's your take on your kid just died for no reason at all? I could puke. As if we're supposed to believe that they have any sensitivity or any kind, kind, any kind of decency at all. Right. They got this poor father. He was running around with Polaroids looking for his daughter. The tears were streaming down his eyes yeah. like Niagara Falls. And they're following him around with the camera. As he's well, like, how about the parents that were standing outside of the hospital? With, yeah. with the kid, you know, he survived the fire, but he was burned badly. Right. He's in the hospital, and the mother is just crying hysterically, and the reporter is sticking the microphone in her face oh, to make sure we don't miss juicy. one tear. <laughs> one, uh, just just yeah. sick. Really sick. And I'm going to say it again, and especially for that jackass that called me a few minutes ago. Oh, we're fortunate enough to live in it. You don't know a goddamn thing about the world, okay, you asshole? Any country that doesn't place any value on human life can never be a great country. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Guy's size matters big time. And according to the Florida Department of Labor, computer professionals have got really big ones. And, of course, we're talking about paychecks. According to the state of Florida, computer careers are among the highest paid and the highest demand. Fast Train can help you achieve your new high-paying computer career in just four short months. Fast Train's got locations all over town, so there's bound to be one nearby you. They're in Kendall, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Pembroke Pines. With day, evening, and weekend schedules, there's absolutely no excuse to stay in a crappy dead-end job making a paltry sum and working for some schmuck when you can start making big bucks. So call our friends at Fast Train right now, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. they got full-time job placement and guaranteed financing, too. Call Fast Train toll-free and get yourself on the way to a real serious job with a big, fat paycheck. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. Sports Radio 560, QAM. Bill? God? 
Yes. <laughs> it's alright, he don't love us. Not surprised that he don't. We gave him warning, Saddam ain't disarming, and I get the feeling he won't. You see, there ain't no use in pretending what he's hiding away. We're going in just to teach him a lesson. That is, that crime doesn't pay. Baby! Showdown, coming into Baghdad Showdown, could happen tonight Showdown, gonna get what's coming to him Showdown, it's alright It's alright Hey, and all you liberals against this war, like Pat Buchanan and Robert Novak. Yeah. Isn't that a joke? And Chris Matthews. Everybody who is against the war, who doesn't side, who doesn't goose step along with this administration, you liberal, no and in the meantime, look at all the uh, right-wingers, all the conservatives. Right. Raghead huggers. E exactly. Here's a great column. What am I doing all this reading for? I don't know. Why are you doing all that reading? Oh, yeah, George in Miami. Double standard. Yeah. Was uh, Serbia... They, uh, well, haven't we been through that before? Uh, yeah. Ethnic cleansing, being thousands and thousands of people being murdered. Right. Going in to the which was, was that really a war on the level of what's going on today? Or no, was and that was going NATO on? and the United Nations and everybody that we were just a part of. At any rate, don't confuse... Oh, here's one that says, My condolences about your little dog, Tiny. My take on this Iraq thing, it's one, it's, uh, more of the same. Going to Iraq looked like the hero just in time for re-election. My fear is people will re-elect Bush with all the patriotic crap in their minds and forget how everything is tanked in such a short time after Bubba has left. Another thing I remember during the end of the Clinton t uh, term, gas went up and the Republicans were going nuts blaming Clinton. Now that gas is $2 a gallon in some places, where are the same Republicans screaming about gas prices? Well, let me say it again to you, sir. Both parties suck. They both suck. We wouldn't be in the mess that we're in today if it weren't for the fact that the Democratic Party was so weak. They're a oh. buffer to be sure, but they suck. Anyway, here's an article, uh, commondreams.org. Rate the website. Liberal. Oh. <gasps> Twelve Reasons to Oppose a War with Iraq by Russell Mokhyber and Robert Weissman. You ready? I'm ready. Twelve Reasons. Do you want the drum and Don't forget, sir, all those liberals like Pat Buchanan and Robert Novak... And even, uh, what's his name, Arthur? Millions of people around the world last weekend demonstrated against the war in Iraq. There was no mistaking the message, no war. But especially with the airwaves and op-ed pages dominated by warmongers who mock and mischaracterize the burgeoning peace movement, there remains a need to continually reiterate the common-sense reasons to oppose the war. Here are a dozen. One, Iraq is no threat to the U.S. With one of the weakest militaries in the region, Iraq is surely no threat to the world's lone superpower. There is no evidence that Hazar is close to having nuclear capacity. There is no evidence that it has the means to launch a chemical and biological attack against the U.S. If, in fact, it has such weaponry, there is no evidence of any Iraqi connection to al-Qaeda. Two, Iraq is deterrable. 
Even if it had the means to threaten the U.S., Iraq would be deterred by the certainty of an overwhelming military response and of any attack on the U.S. That Iraq is deterrable is shown by its decision not to use chemical or biological weapons against the U.S. or Israel during the Gulf War. Three, Iraq's only conceivable threat to the U.S. is an event of war. Baghdad, for now, appears to be drawing a line short of conducting terrorist attacks with conventional or CBW against the U.S., wrote CIA Director George Tenet in an October 2002 letter to Congress. Should Saddam conclude that a U.S.-led attack could no longer be deterred, he probably would become much less constrained in adopting terrorist actions. Which ties into that other story we had before. Yes. Four, other terrorist risks rise in event of war. A U.S. attack and subsequent occupation of Iraq will provide new inspiration and new recruitment fodder for al-Qaeda and other terrorist groups and will stimulate a long-term increased risk of terrorism either on U.S. soil or against U.S. citizens overseas. Five, U.S. soldiers are vulnerable to chemical or biological attack in a war. Although there is little reason to doubt the U.S. military will triumph relatively quickly in the event of a war, U.S. soldiers face non-negligible risk of casualty. House-to-house fighting in Baghdad would be perilous. If Bush administration accusations that Saddam maintains a CBW capability is true, and if its claims of intelligence showing that Iraq plans to use CBW in the event of war both are, uh, are both non-fabricated and accurate, then U.S. soldiers are at a major risk. Last Sunday, 60 Minutes reported that the Army investigation showed between 60 and 90 percent of its chemical and biological uh, weapon protective gear malfunction. Did you 60 see it? to 90 percent. I saw it. A Pentagon spokesperson actually suggested that holes in gas masks could easily be covered by duct tape. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Another good use. Another reason to go out and buy duct tape. Share it with our military. Doesn't Dick Cheney? Oh, I'm sorry. Six inspections can work. You know, so we never heard again from that faxer from Friday. <laughs> Idiot. Six inspections can work. To whatever extent Iraq maintains weapons of mass destruction, it's clear that the previous inspections process succeeded in destroying the overwhelming proportion Iraqi intransigence notwithstanding, inspectors are now making progress. Despite the histrionics of the administration, past experience suggests the inspection process can work and finish the job. Seven, common sense says, err on the side of nonviolence. Since Iraq poses no imminent threat to the U.S. or any of its neighbors, it makes sense to continue to give inspections a chance. War can always be resorted to later. But once the war has commenced, the opportunity to achieve legitimate objectives without violence are lost. In addition to the obvious cost, the use of violence tends to beget more violence, spurring a highly unpredictable cycle. Eight, the doctrine of preventative war is a threat to international law and humanity. Conceding there is no imminent threat to the U.S., the administration has sought to justify war under a doctrine of preemptive or preventative action, but if it were legitimate to start a war because of what another country might do sometime in the future, then there would be very little legal or moral constraint on war making. The proposition is dangerous and immoral. Reminds me of that law they passed in that town in Delaware, remember? Yep where they were arresting people on suspicion of uh, going to commit a crime right. sometime in the future? Because you look like it. Right. If that were the case, Carlos there, he'd, oh. he'd do in 10 to 20 right now. looks suspicious. Nine, reject empire. Many of the leading proponents of war are motivated by desire to demonstrate U.S. military might and commence an era when U.S. military powers exercised more routinely to satisfy the whims of elite U.S. factions. Many proponents now overtly defend the U.S. Uh, idea, uh, uh, the idea of U.S. imperialism, justified on the grounds that the United States, apparently unique among all previous aspirants to imperial authority, is motivated by promotion of democracy and human rights. But all empires have proffered such self-serving rationalizations to legitimize narrow self-interest. The present case is no different. Imperialism is fundamentally incom incompatible with democracy. Ten, revenge is not a legitimate motive for war. There seems little doubt that part of the Bush administration motivation for war is a desire to get Saddam since he refused to go away after the Gulf War and allegedly targeted the president's father. 
Saddam is an awful and brutal dictator, and an assassination attempt, if there was one, is a heinous act. But revenge should not be the basis for war. Eleven, there are better solutions to our energy problems. It overstates the case to say a war with Iraq would be a war for oil. There are too many other contributing factors for the rush to war. At the same time, it is, it is not credible to claim designs on Iraqi oil are not part of the calculus. And it's hard to see the United States caring much about Iraq if the country did not sit in the world's second largest oil reserves. But it's past time for the U.S. and the rest of the world to move beyond oil and carbon-based sources of energy. Existing efficiency technologies and renewable energy sources, if deployed, could dramatically reduce reliance on conventional energy sources. <gasps> and modest investments in renewables could soon move us away from an oil-based economy. Hush and your mouth. Twelve, thank goodness, I'm the last one. Iraqi lives are at stake. Unless the war brings immediate action, uh, abdication by Assad, a military action is uh, sure to cause massive casualties among Iraqi conscripts and especially <coughs> among Iraqi civilians. Solidarity with the Iraqi people, not their brutal government, but the people, requires opposition to war almost certain to cause them enormous, enormous suffering. That's it, and thank God. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Dying over here. By now we got these colors that tell us when a threat is near Least you're the kind of person who believes if we got hit once The next one will be more severe But I guess you must be dumb when you say that this new system Really needs to be refined I told you green means alright And orange means uptight But you say, what if I'm colorblind? Honey, I said, when it's red, big red, baby, you're much too fat. Yes, you are. When it's red, big red, you need to get a clue, you stupid ass. Oh, here's a, a little history lesson. You see this from Barry, which yeah. I haven't read yet, but just the first sentence. The greatest risk we face is not from Saddam Hussein of Iraq or from Kim Jong-il of North Korea. By the way, is Kim Jong-il? <laughs> He'd be ill Because I am. I got a little cold, but I, that last thing I read, man, it's just yeah, about how could you let me read something out. so well, I don't know. what. Stop doing that. Why don't you uh, even uh, take it's off It's not from terrorism per se. From the beginning of time, the world has always been a violent place, with wars and terrorism as a chronic condition of humanity. The reason why America faces terrorism for the first time in our history comes from... It is for the first time in our history? Yeah. <laughs> what about Tim McVeigh? Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> comes from the fact that our government has been influenced by a foreign power intent on embroiling us in foreign conflicts. Who is this foreign power? Everyone knows the identity of this foreign power, but none dare say it. However, your former esteemed and courageous colleague, the Honorable Senator William Fulbright, identified the danger on the TV program, Meet the Press. End the facts. <laughs> mm. He could be talking about Israel, could he? Uh-oh. He doesn't say. I say. I thought it was Serbia. As far as I'm concerned, you know my feeling about Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, you know, screw them all. That's Order's my help. feeling. The idea that the rest of the human race has to be held in limbo, that all of our lives have to be in danger because of this uh, centuries-old, this thousands and thousands of years-old uh, hysteria between the Arabs and the Jews. Mm -hmm. Not acceptable. You know... They want to kill each other, have a good time, don't drag us in. And if the Arabs didn't have all of this oil, you know something? That would be the philosophy of just about everybody. 
And all you Zionists out there, if you don't like the answer, too bad, because I'm nauseated with Ariel Sharon and these goddamn illegal settlements. When the hell does it end already? It when do they stop giving the Palestinian suicide bombers an excuse to uh, uh, to do it? Uh, with, uh, out of the one corner, he, he's worse than Jacques Chrétien. At least he consistently talks out of the same corner of his mouth in frog, you know? Mm-hmm. Where Sharon talks out of both corners. Out of one corner, he's talking peace. And on the other hand, they keep expanding the settlements. But nevertheless, what, what's the use? There it's is a self-fulfilling prophecy right. that's never, ever going to end. Didn't I say that years ago? Yeah. It's never going to end. Because you're dealing with religious fanatics. I mean, you know, Israeli uh, Arab peace is an oxymoron. <laughs> it's, it just ain't going to happen. And this is what nobody wants to talk about. Once in a great while, somebody will bring it up, but nobody in the mainstream media dares talk about religious extremism, fundamentalist lunacy. That's what the problem is in the world right there. Why do you think Turkey's so psychotic about the Kurds? They're afraid they might be eating their Kurds and weighing mm-hmm. in on their territory. They're afraid of that. They don't want a separate Kurdish country there. Right. It's to mess up all their plans. Because they're not cases, too, the Kurds. Exactly. And then you got the Shiites, and you got ah. the, uh, uh, you oh, know, okay. they're all full of Shiites, as far as I'm concerned. Just a bunch of religious crazy people. Like I said before, to, to see so many people die because arguments over headgear, you know? <laughs> it's really pathetic. The big cloth or the little cloth? I mean, well, which beanie should we have? Should we have the Jewish beanie? Do we have to have the one the Pope and the Cardinals wear? Do we have to have the, the beanie on like the St. Louis Cardinals, like a baseball cap? Which beanie are we supposed to put on so we can respect whichever crazy god you want to respect this week? I'm kind of like the fur hockey puck myself. I, I, I wish we had a place. I guess we do. It's called Holland. Too bad there's such a bunch of primitive bastards over there, you know? <laughs> no, seriously, it's a wonderful, enlightened country as far as the government, but the fact is that for whatever reason, the people there, to go back and answer again why I'm fed up with Amsterdam and with Holland, they've chosen to continue living in the Stone Age, and it's just not a comfortable place to live. It's very refreshing when you escape the, the repression of the United States to go there and see what real living and breathing people think and mm-hmm. how they live and the freedom that exists and the non-judgmental approach to life. That's marvelous. But the idea that, you know, like running water is almost a revolutionary concept. I mean, that may be a little extreme, but, but it, it, there's no need for that. But they like it. And you can't go to another country and say, well, gee, it's really great. I love all the freedoms and all the uh, open-mindedness and the bohemian atmosphere here. But can't you just live this way? And they're going to say, get out of here, asshole. <laughs> How do you they're say not that gonna in Dutch? That. Huh? How do you say that in Dutch? In Deutsch? Yeah. How do you say Bafangula? In Deutsch. See, that's one problem with the Dutch. They left one letter out, but they're not fooling me, you know, the old Dutchman. Yeah. So I'm concerned about your voice. So Cindy says, sorry to hear about Tiny. Thank you, Cindy, and also William. Thank you. You tuned in late. Had to put Tiny to sleep yesterday. He was 14 years and a couple of months old. It was the end. His liver gave out, and that was the end of it. I beg your pardon? I said I'm concerned. Well, you're, you're doing the show, my voice alive. Oh, I know, but you're, you're uh, reading. And then uh, to top it off, and he's got me doing live spots here this freaking Carlos. You know, this kid, no wonder Eric hates him like poison. He's a troublemaker. Slave driver. I, I damn near, I damn near run out of voice on that last story. Believe me, I just, I just squeaked and oh, croaked till the very end there. In fact, I'd rather croak than read another bedtime story. I should have put that on the poll for me today, so I'd have right. a choice. I think you should bail after this segment. What? I think you should bail out after I don't know segment. what you're talking about. I'm not your bailing voice. anywhere. I'm uh, scared that if you blow your I'll voice out... I'll sit here and you, you take the calls and I'll sit here. i got to do that spot anyway. I know. <clears throat> I don't feel bad. I just I just have a, a throat. It's well, part I, just, of the I don't want you to, uh, to strain something there. To strain it? Because then you'll be out all day tomorrow and that would be bad. All right. That's something to think about. No, don't do it. Well, the problem is I ran out of, um, what you call it? 
What do you call it? Oh, Ricola. 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 See, I only had I only had one uh, thing left, one pack. Damn it, those were magical. And I sucked them all down, and they've, they're gone. Uh, too many of those aren't good for you anyway. Although I noticed that they don't really have much effect on my blood sugar. I just mentioned that for your diabetics. That's not bad. For your people that are sick and tired of taking that stuff that's got sore. Now, not everybody is allergic to sorbitol. If you have irritable bowel, though, if you have that mm-hmm. thing, then you probably I, are. I think probably. I've built up an immunity over the years with these cough drops. Mm-hmm. Not me. I eat about three or four of those halls meant to lift the sugar free, and I'm like <laughs> squirting all over the place. Anyway, go ahead and take some calls, and I'll sit here and dummy up and get oh, my okay. voice back. Miami Lakes, hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. He's there. Oh, how you doing, Neil? I'm sorry, about, sorry about your dog. Thank you. Listen, Neil, I know your show is entertainment, and I know that's uh, what it's all about. But I just wanted to say I'm so glad that you're finally taking on the madman in the White House. This what do you guy- mean, finally? Well, this guy is crazy. He's been saying that since day one, since he, before he even got in there. What do you mean? That's finally? right, George. Speak He's up cra- for me. That's right. This, this guy is talking about. They're actually talking about tactical nuclear weapons. Right. Right. That's right. This is insanity. Yeah. And it, and if you well, you just figured the, that out. If you listen to the State of the Union address. Uh huh. It's not just Iraq. No, He's no. He's going after Iran. It's from that manifesto, we're going to go after everybody that uh, all, we don't all like. All the evildoers, man. Right. One by one, we're going to wipe them out and take whatever uh, assets, their and, oil, whatever else they got. And the most dangerous thing is that these supranationalists, it's just a matter of time before they start arresting people who disagree with them. Well, that's better mm-hmm. than being a supernaturalist. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, they sure worked heavy duty to try to get this show off the air a couple of months back. They're very, very dangerous. And then yeah. pe- people are sitting back. And they're just watching this alcoholic go bananas, and they're mm-hmm. just shouting, USA, USA, USA. You know, somebody has to take the time. And but say, don't forget, he's, a, he's only the face man. He's just, he's just the PR guy for Cheney and Wolfowitz and uh, all the, Richard Pearl and Libby and all these other people. They're the ones calling all the shots, well, all you know, the, hawk, I, the chicken hawks. The one that I think is really calling the shots is his father. He's, he has a lot more power than people are seeing. He's moving. You know, Daddy didn't act this way when he was in office. Yeah, that's true. His daddy is. In fact, daddy, daddy, daddy kept his honor. He resisted. Well, right. but at least his daddy lines up the, the world to, to, to back us. This guy mm-hmm. is actually. Right. Yeah, but, but, but keep in mind, he lined up the world because, because number one, Saddam had just invaded Kuwait, and number two, right. the rest of the Arab world was peeing their pants. They were crapping all over their uh, their uh, nightgowns because they were afraid <laughs> that they were going to be next, including the Saudis, number one. Right, right. but this guy, he's t- the French, I know you're not big on the French, but the French are our friends. The French are the ones that helped this country become free. Now, but you don't understand, sir, the only people who are our friends are people who agree with us. I mean, that, but that kind of mentality, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a nightmare. And the fact that people are so stupid, so many millions stupid, not to see how ugly that argument is and how painting the other uh, political party as being unpatriotic because they don't goose-step along is a very scary thing. I and thought that we elected or somebody stole or whatever. We have mm-hmm. a president uh, of all the people, not just of whoever agrees with him. Right, but that's not the way he's looking at it. If you're not, if you don't agree with him 100%, this guy is going to take reprisals. Today they said they they told the French that unless they vote with us, their actions are going to be considered very unfriendly. What are yeah, we going right. to do? In fact, if the now? French don't agree with us, McDonald's is also going to start selling those freedom fries <laughs> <laughs> and Burger King too. Well, well, they'll no, fix the world needs more people, you know, like you, especially in this country, who can, uh, uh, you know, really give the the views of most of the people in the United States. The United the people in the United States don't want to go to war with anybody. Uh, there are ways to to handle this situation. Well, but I got this, news for you, sir. The people up here sure as hell don't want any part of it. Overwhelming. 
and, and if you go to uh, the rest of the world, uh, Germany, France, uh, Italy, Spain, Russia. Yeah. even no, England. Not, no, yeah, it's interesting that Spain, mm -hmm. you know, we've got that pimp over here now, his good buddy Anzar, but the 85% of the people in Spain don't want any part of this war, and also the right. same in Italy. And, of course, his buddy in Italy, Berlusconi, is the biggest crook on the face of the earth, makes Sodom look like a, a biker. Yeah, but this is madness, and I'm just so glad mm -hmm. that you're taking the time to, to point out to people the craziness that we're under, and, you know, this is the year 2003. We don't want to make the same mistakes in, that, that were made in 1903 and in the First World War. We're going to start this century with death all over again, for crying out loud. Yeah, well, we sure don't want to make the same mistake we made in Vietnam. We don't need another 58,000 young Americans coming home in body bags. Have all a great right. day, pal. Well, take it easy, man. Thanks. Bye. <clears throat> so you got any that tea? Noon. I beg your pardon? You got any more of that tea? Do you must be psychic. During the break, I have a whole uh, a crap load of it. All right. I'm going to go in there. And uh, make a bunch of tea. Hot tea, totsy. Uh, I'm I'm okay. Just that I, you you strain when you start reading right. a bunch of long stuff don't, like don't, that. Don't read anything else except for this spot that's coming up. Oh, I see. Except this. Well, I'm glad to do the spot. And in fact, you know something? What's that? Out of every dark cloud, I can always find a little silver lining. Yeah. And now that I'm going to be calling dry concepts for the last time in a long time, I've been using them in my house for over 20 years. And of course, my dogs were like 13 and mm -hmm. 14 when they went to doggy heaven. So that means for most of those time, I had one and usually two dogs in the house. And believe me, especially the one that just departed yesterday. Left a lot to remember him by. But, unfortunately for him, going to have to make those things go away. And dry concepts will do it. Even the nastiest looking carpeting in the world they can make look just like brand new. That's why I use them. That's why my relatives use them, my friends use them, my enemies. Anybody with a brain uses dry concepts. Because they'll make your carpets look just like brand new. They're dry in a couple of hours. They smell lemony fresh. Those expensive area rugs you've got, they'll be soil-free, vibrant in color, and softer to the touch as well. So whether it's your carpeting, your upholstery, leather furniture, it's time for dry concepts. Don't forget they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing the work. If you have problems with pet odors or mildew odors caused by water damage, they'll wave their little magic wand. They'll make all of that go away. Just like, it is just like magic. Call them toll-free from anywhere, 1-800-248-5071. They are amazing, the fantastic job they do for you. 1-800-248-5071. You can log on to their website if you'd like and see about the great work they do for you. DryConcepts.com. Dry Concepts, with them, don't forget, you can clean today and entertain tonight. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. WQAM Press Box. On Sports Radio 560. WQAM. They just increased us to high alert status. Hope no one blows up my brand new Dodge Stratus. I've been a wreck since they gave us the news. Popping Valium with a big glass of booze. I keep a gas mask in my glove compartment. I called Remax for a bomb-proof apartment. Reinforce my front door with cinder blocks. Wonder if that will keep out the smallpox. Checking my mail for that deadly white powder. Stocking my cupboards with Campbell's clam chowder. Living on orange alert sure ain't no fun. I think the terrorists already won. I can't take it. I won't make it. If it goes to red, I'll pull the covers up over my head and just stay in bed instead. Oh! 11.47. And guess what I'm doing right now? Talking? Drinking tea. Well, while I'm talking, I'm mixing my tea bag and my Splenda into my cup here. 
You're pouring your bag into Three your cup. Three minutes and 20 seconds it took in a microwave to heat up my uh, cup of water, get it boiling. And during that break, mm -hmm. I was able to do that, bring back my uh, crap into here. Mm -hmm. And right now, steaming hot, mm -hmm. much too hot, of course, to drink. It burns. Uh, did, did you ever see the thing about um, uh, boiling water in, in a microwave? There's a thing? How dangerous it is? No, really? See, you're going to learn something again on the show. It's not even noon yet. I know about eggs. I never knew about this before either. But you, if you uh, like boil, like I just did, mm -hmm. a cup of water, okay, and take it out and put it down on the counter, that thing can like just blow right up in your face. Get out. It can. They they showed a demonstration of it. it must be when some... the water gets boiling to two or whatever the temperature is, and gets uh, yeah, it can actually like uh, explode into the air. It can like scald you and blind you and all. I, I just mentioned that in passing. You don't have to listen to me or believe me, but I've seen it. Huh. And it wasn't I Mr. don't believe it. It wasn't Mr. Wizard that done it either. He was fun, Mr. Wizard. That was before your time. Don't no, no, I, about I that sold before. clips of that. And, uh, no, Fire you didn't. Not, you didn't even know what the Mr. Wizard With was. Timmy I thought about and he Mr. Mr. Wizard, you thought it was Meet the Press. Didn't he have Timmy? That was on Nickelodeon, man. That was one of my favorite shows. When was you it? start speaking English, for Christ's sakes, everybody in town is talking about you. Nickelodeon. You talk like such a beaner, man. <laughs> Sorry. And he was born here. Doesn't he? I'm a refugee. He doesn't he even was talk like here. a Cuban speak. He talks like a beaner. That's why Boca Brian made him sound like that. Yeah, way. George, you can barely speak Spanish. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. See, now, now how, how come right now you sounded like perfect English there? See, he, he just affects that. He's trying to pander the, uh, the beaner audience. He was making there. a conscious effort. The beaner audience is busy picking grapes and lettuce <laughs> down there in the Sweetwater. Okay, where are we going to lay They're down in the Redlands picking down the Down in the Redlands in Homestead. Yeah. Picking their nose. At the labor camp. Or maybe maybe there's some people in Homestead just picking up drugs. <laughs> they are. Okay, how's the poll coming? I'd rather croak. This is going to be a regular feature on our polls. I'd rather croak. Well, see, that's the easy part, the title of the poll. The more difficult part is putting other stuff in there, plugging stuff in that's interesting. I'd rather croak than vote for George W., 211. I'd rather croak than vote for Hillary, 97, than buy a Michael Jackson CD, 56, than listen to Mo Howard David at 47. Mm. Well, he... He yeah. has slipped. You remember once upon a time? Anything, just his name. We we could do a poll. No matter what you put on there, he would right. be the winner. I I I <laughs> have slipped. <laughs> Small potatoes now, baby. They just don't even care about you anymore. It's one thing to be hated, another thing to uh, for them to be indifferent. Twenty say they'd rather croak than watch another Mike Tyson fight, and twelve rather croak than drive a Mustang, a little boy's car. Uh, I went for free. Oh, this George in Miami. Jeez, yeah. Will you go away, please? And don't fax me any more of his All crap, right, okay? Talk about either. chronic. Didn't want uh, you to think Until I'll he can get me around to his way of thinking, he's going to keep... Well, what about this? Like he's doing a debate on the fax machine. Yeah. Go get a life, asshole. Go pick some beans. At least he's out there. Yeah, he's out there. All right, Listen. way out there. Jane says, the idiots are goose-stepping along. That guy just done was good. The one before him was a moron. Sorry about your dog. Iran is suing the U.S. and the World Court for selling chemical weapons to Iraq. Wonder if Rumsfeld will be tried as a war criminal. <laughs> Good point, Jane. Good point. They have weapons of mass destruction, and they get indignant. In their pro and, of course, well, we sold them to them. Uh, yeah. well, don't confuse us with the facts, okay? They're dangerous. They're evildoers. They're ga they gas their own people. Yeah, but we went and shook their hands after they did that. Yeah, but see, again, don't confuse us, you commie, pinko, liberal bastard, you. Thank you. Right. That, too. By the way, did you read that the book yet? What, about the fags? No, not about the fags. Buy the fag. Oh, that book. No. That's a great book. We've got some great books on our website, finish. by the I'm way. I'm borrowing your huh? copy. I think I already loaned my copy. Oh, no, I well. Blinded by the Right by David Brock. 
And then equally important to read, What Liberal Media? The Truth About Bias in the News by Eric Alterman. Both available at fine bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com, etc. Maybe I'll, somebody will read it to you guys. Maybe. I'll go get the Cliff's Notes and then have somebody read that to me. Ah, oh, this is too hot to drink. Mm, you know. Careful. It is good. Uh, have it explode on you. And if you drink too much, all you can say all day is... Do, 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 do. All day. <laughs> all day. Do, 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 do. Oh, so that's a tea bag. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's because I grabbed somebody's t -t tea bag. <laughs> and now I'm going... Do, 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 do. All day. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you were saying you were on a roll there with one good call. Oh, absolutely. Here's uh, Davey. Hello. Because I would like to come back tomorrow. Davey. Hello. Hello. Hi, Neil. He's there, yes, sir. Yeah, hi. Hi, George. Um, Neil, I love your show. George, you do a great job, too, when you're uh, helping yeah, out like this. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Enough, of this, enough of this schmoozing. Uh -huh. I, um, Neil, you know, you were talking about people dying for Jesus, Allah, pick one, you know. And, yeah. And now it looks like it's going to be for Exxon, Texaco, and, you know, like they were telling Howard Beal. It, yeah. It's it's all about the oil, man. What what's Bush's family's fortune is in oil, mm -hmm. and they're gouging us right now at the gas pumps, and they're going to keep on gouging us until they get to where they say, hey, public's uh, in favor of us doing this, and it'll lower the gas prices. Everybody's I mean, got their thing. Kennedy was uh, Joe Kennedy was the booze, you know, the booze. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's it's they built this up like it's some big deal, and they're keeping. Uh, picking our pocket every day, and his right. buddies are getting rich right now. That's right. Uh, on gouging us, and I mean, it's and how, how come? How come he isn't held accountable for anything? I have no. How clue. long will the mass media continue being because mesmerized Neil, there's not by enough his book? People crap. like you out there voicing your opinion on the airways. It's all the Rush Limbaughs and all those Schmitz that get right all the assholes right. and get the billboards mm -hmm. and stuff. And you're a voice in the wilderness, but I'm here listening, man. <laughs> Thank God I'm here for listening. you. And sorry about your dog. Thanks. You take care, man. Bye. You too, see. But why, why would the mass media say anything about them? They're owned by the mass media and vice versa. They're one and the same. I beg your pardon? All the, the right-wing big business giant conglomerates, they own all the, the, uh, the media. But it, is, it isn't only right-wing. It's all, all the media. They're intimidated. Just, just like the thing with religion, it's the same thing. They want to make sure that they adopt only politically correct positions. They don't want to rock the boat too far. And as a result, they see what we got. Pablum. And so once in a while you get a show like on Frontline, which is on public te And now you understand why the right-wingers wanted to get rid of public television. They wanted to cut well, off the funding. Sure. Because it's a bunch of Tiny. liberals out there, a bunch of intellectual liberals. We were terrified of them because they're going to go on there and tell you the truth. Because they don't have to worry about, you know, whether McDonald's buys spots on the network or not, even though they do, they do have to sell spots now to stay alive. Absolutely. But for a long time, they didn't have any spots on PBS. No, they haven't. Of course, they also don't have any viewers. That's beside <laughs> the point. Viewers like you. <laughs> mm, well, I hate when they do that begathon thing. I understand yeah. they need to do that to survive, but I hate it. Although at least sometimes they put something good on during the begathons. Yeah, but by the time you see the good thing yeah, that's on there, they're giving like, you the distraction with a the shameless yeah. begging. And if you only donate fifty thousand right. dollars, we'll give you a whole bunch of crap and we'll send you a bunch of garbage and uh, you know. Well, there's we'll no such thing as free TV. You have to put up with commercials, or you have to pay for cable, or you have to endure a begathon. Uh, let me tell you the answer. Uh huh. Okay. All right. The answer is. Pay TV for everything. All right. All right. And if you want to watch a ball game, for example, a specific telecast, if you want to watch the Penguins and the Flyers and you want to hear Mike Lang do the game from Pittsburgh, Fox, uh, you pay like 50 cents. Right. How about coin-operated TVs like they have at the If you want to see a movie, you pay 50 cents or a buck. I have to stop watching TV. Good. Look, look, look what wonders it'll do for the schleppers of America. It'll be you can, uh, tremendous. You could stand over at uh, Circuit City or somewhere. Yeah, you could stand outside the window and look in. 
You just have to scream at the guy with the remote control. Right. You can pretend to be buying Turn the channel, you asshole. <laughs> After the second or third day, they might kick me out. I want to see reruns of Cape Posse USA. Oh, you know, you're right. The tea really did wonders for me. I wish I would have thought about this. I wish you would have suggested much earlier. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm you hear how much better I'm I sound now? Absolutely. Like the, the tea is sensational. Herb tea, baby. Or some assholes say herb tea. Who? Herb. Haven't you ever heard of people talk about herbs? Yeah, yeah. Peaches and herbs. There's so many morons. Uh, and somebody's going to call in and say, you know, Neil, they're right. It can be pronounced either either uh, way. Well, you know what? Take the herbs and stick them up your ass. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Seems the Chinese buffets are popping up all over the place. And you want to know why? Because Emerald Coast was so successful, there are a lot of imitators out there who think that they can make a fortune, too, putting up some facade, putting up a song and a dance, and saying, hey, we're great. Well, guess what? The other ones are not so great. I've seen your selection, and believe me, not even close. Emerald Coast gives you a sea of fresh, delicious, incredible food. Not just oriental food, but they got dozens and dozens of mouth-watering entrees of all kinds. See, it's so mouth-watering, I can't even say it. Their gourmet center is sensational, a sizzling Asian grill with teriyaki steak, chicken, shrimp, seafood, a hand-carved prime rib. Cooked to your order, you get it just the way you like it in the food, too. The Emerald Coast Buffet's also got a full salad bar, sushi, and fresh shrimp cocktail. But you must leave room for dessert if you can. they got pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and fresh fruit as well. A perfect ending to an amazing, not just a meal, but a pig out. And the good news is for you now, there are three locations of the astonishingly breathtaking Emerald Coast. You'll find them in Sunrise, Pine Island, 44th Street. They're on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd, North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Road in prestigious Pembroke Pines. Emerald Coast accepts reservations. Take out delivery available as well. Call 954-572-3822 for the one and only, the best in the universe, Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. My, my, local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh, this is Pope John Paul Lind. And if you ask me, the only thing more fun than playing grab-ass with the Swiss guard is the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Oh. This ain't a song about a happy couple. Since we got married, my wife's weight doubled. Thighs like a tree, and she's got a big tush. Her stomach's so flabby that it covers her bush. It's my wife. I know she's bad cause she got more chins than China does. If she sits on me, I won't survive. It's my wife. When she sits around the house, she really sits around the house, you see. If she sits on me, I won't survive. It's my yeah, a minute past noon, George Rodriguez show for Neil. Hi there. Warren in Boca says we already have casualties. Four servicemen killed early today in the crash of a Black Hawk helicopter in Kuwait. How about the ones, uh, Warren, who died in Afghanistan after we stopped the bombing and we still had all kinds of episodes because they're still being sniped all over the country over there? We're, we we're done there, right? We don't uh, have any more military <laughs> yeah, over there. We're, we're done. done, and that's it. We, remember, uh, remember all the talk about, well, we're not going to walk right. out of here again like we did the right. first time. Mission accomplished, right? Right. right. Sure. Anyway, yes. you were saying. Nothing. I just thought that, uh, you know, everything was done before you start another war. You make sure that the uh, previous one is uh, completed. No. So that you can shift troops from one place to another without overextending yourself. No. Oh, I'm sorry. 
5670560 in Dayton Broward. Lots of open lines all of a sudden for some reason. Pound 560 is a free call on AT&T Wireless. I'm, well, what can I do? 877-785-6345 is the toll-free everywhere else line like the uh, lady in Pompano Beach is using right now. Hello, lady in Pompano Beach. Good morning. Hello. Well, I should say good afternoon. Afternoon. Good evening. Uh, I would like to know if Neil could do his bit on bridge tenders. Hey, Neil, could you do your bit on bridge tenders? No. No. He says no. I'm a bridge tender, and everybody's been saying Neil's got the greatest thing on bridge tenders. Oh, you never heard it? I've never heard Mm. it. Everybody else has heard it, and I've never heard it. Okay, it's coming up in a few minutes. Excellent. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Have a great day. We'll make an exception for her case. Wow, a real bridge tender. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever actually spoken to a bridge tender, have we? I I love that spot that Hank does for um, North Bay Village. Yeah. You heard it before? Yeah. He talks about some of his favorite days with the days he spent. Now, of course, he doesn't mention WIOD because that, you know, that would not be a good idea. Poison. Plus, he got candor by boy Gary. You screwed him over. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think that he really did have all those in Europe. Well, of course, he's probably talking about way back when. Although I don't think he worked there way back when, when Larry King was there. He was just Larry's uh, buddy. I don't, when did I don't he come so. on? He was uh, doing the, the, the Dolphins games. When did he come on there? That's a good question. It is a good question. Ken Malden would know. We'll ask him after the show. Because Hank worked with Ken at GBS. Right. And then he was uh, worked for uh, Beaver Silverstein, the advertising agency. No, was he there before you went to IOD? No. Okay. No, because uh, Rick Weaver was still there. Right. And uh, Sonny. Right. And then they brought in Hank to do the nighttime. Don't you remember that? But was he already doing what, the game? What was, the no, game? he was not. What, what was on at night when I first went to IOD? That's a good question. What the, uh, I think Farkle was Barkle there for five minutes. Eventually. But that wasn't what was on when you first went there. But, boy, they sure had a lot of problems putting something on at night. I don't oh. recall what was on at night. Oh, Stan. See, I like the old Stan. Stan. How can you forget it was Stan? No. Yeah. You're off your rocker. I was doing part-time, and I had to uh, board off that show with Stan. Stan right. Major? Stan freaking Major. No. Was right. doing nights on IOD? Was doing nights on IOD. I board opted. it. It's not some drug-induced haze I'm going through. You're crazy. I don't know if that was before or after Dick, but uh, nevertheless. After was... Dick? <laughs> he was on there right after Sports Talk. I shat you not. You, you've got your, I mean, too much bad weed is bad Somebody for you. Somebody will confirm it. Hey, I'm telling you. I like Dick a lot. Get out of here, Goldie. I don't I don't recall. The only time I remember him being there, he did some fill-ins. Maybe that's what you're talking about. I got him. Maybe. I don't uh, know how long he was there for. And then when Mr. Ego. Right. Went off to New York for his very short-lived experiment at WABC <laughs> for about five minutes before they got onto his phony contrived act and kicked his ass out. Um, so then they put him on in the afternoon, very briefly. Well, uh, what what's kind of candy bar? What what's your favorite candy bar? You know, and, and then the thing about the watch. What kind of watch do you mm-hmm. like? You know? Milky Way. Well, if you get off your duff and call, you know, you couldn't buy a call, of course, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun, too, those uh, evening shows. And it's all your fault, by the way. I never really bitched you out in person for all the uh, crank calls that I had to endure as the board up for the Dick Farrell show. The Dickie Farkle show? The, all the veggie zombies that, uh, you know, all of the um, the Neelys would call yeah. and just, just maraud that show incessantly, making my life a nightmare. So thanks a lot. All right. Excellent. And now you know where he is. He's on WPBR in Palm Beach. Trying to... Um, With five sell, lots. Is he still trying to sell that hair, the stuff that you put on your scalp to make your hair grow? I don't know. With that really crazy red-haired bitch? I don't know, but if it doesn't work, Mr. Ego's got about 75 different body part improvement things for you. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hey, what's up, Neil? Yes, sir. Hello. Hey, did you hear in the news about John Ashcroft? He's uh, 
they're going after all the paraphernalia. They're closing down. Uh, yeah, we had shop. that on before. This sounds like the guy with it the sure eye. It sure does, boy. Mm -hmm. uh, my finger was twitching. Yeah, that's the guy with the eye. Definitely. Miami Beach. Yeah, we love. had the story on before. Hello? Yeah. Miami Beach, yes. Hello? Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, let me ask, let me ask you a little question here. Go ahead. I, I'm going to probably disagree. You'll probably hang up on me. But probably hey, good. That's what we well, like the best. How come, like, a few, you know, a couple of years ago, you were like, you couldn't stand Saddam Hussein, but now, like, you're his uh, mm. number one uh, fan. I'm mm. his number one fan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a, you have a blow up <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And by the way, since you're so gung-ho about going in and getting the Saddam, and he's a brutal dictator, yeah. why don't we go get Fidel first? He's a lot closer. By the way, I mentioned this uh, once before, I think, during the... Uh, well, we talked about that. Nobody else talked about that either. Is China practicing democracy now? Did I miss that story? Did I sleep through it? Well, shut up. Oh. We, we brought that I, thing I'm up gonna, about I'm just going to have Fidel. one of my Tiananmen squares with my right. tea, and I'll shut up. Yeah. The Castro thing. Nobody wants to talk about that. He had nukes there. Did we have U.N. inspectors? Do we have U.N. Inspe inspectors now making sure that he didn't no, hide no. any? How do no. we know that all those nukes were sent back to Russia? Do we? Did we have well, anybody? Why are you debating oh, a, a silly clown like that? Who's I wasn't debating a circle him. jerk clown. What I'm, just, you? I'm addressing the point he made. He doesn't even exist. Point. He doesn't even exist. I know, and he's got no Earl. Fort Lauderdale. I'm not talking about. George. I'm talking about the car. Oh yeah. Hello, George. I was talking about uh, your comments. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> you suck. Uh huh. Pop Good one. On. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, there's two in a row. Right. Two in a row, baby. Oh, oh, oh. That's Last the end of the call today. Vermont. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. This is pathetic. This is Vermont. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Morning. Afternoon. Yep. Hey, tell me. Most of these people in America don't seem to have the ability, and I'm mostly surprised with George Bush being from Yale and all. As oh, yeah, he was, real, he was a real rocket <laughs> scientist there, yeah. Yeah, well, apparently he didn't take his history lessons. This shit's been going on all Throughout American history. Yeah. What, Native Americans, Mexicans, Spanish, Philippines? You mentioned Vietnam? I mean, come on. And now we've got this clown getting into office saying, he doesn't even harken back to that. You know, if America's successful, great. But say it's that the reason. Don't say we're going to war because I want to revenge my daddy. They tried to kill him. Yeah. And we, want a, we, want a, we want a free, well, let's see, is it the weapons of mass destruction he's dangerous, or is it we want regime change so the Iraqi people, the uh, the courageous Iraqi people can really have freedom? Yeah. Which, which one is it that they're peddling this week? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, about two weeks ago, I had dinner with the ex-CEO of the uh, Pennzoil Corporation. The I don't know if I can say that. Yeah. And uh, he told me, and he's been laid off because they merged with Shell, thanks to, you know, big fat... Uh, Guaranteed $30 million for the next 10 years. Great. Yeah. He told me, square to the puss, look, everyone that works for Bush, everyone in that administration is an oil crony of his daddy. Right. And there's no, yeah, there's no like, dispute. Just, That's exactly like, what it's about. Just like Condoleezza. Her background was with the Chevron Corporation. Every single one of those people is an oil person, and that's where their interests are. Industrialized corporate America. Like Eisenhower said, beware the military industrial establishment, sir. Don't ever forget it. Oh, it's scary. Did you happen to see the uh, interview with, uh, what's his name, Pete Howard Zinn a little while ago, probably no. last week, Howard Zinn talking about what to teach America's kids about history. And then they put some Scrooge from Harvard on there as well. Oh, it's scary. Scary, these new initiatives Bush is starting. Forget about Saddam Hussein. Forget about Iran, Iraq. He's talking about teaching our kids possible the, the things going wrong in America are not really going wrong.
that the American leaders are right, they're justified mm -hmm. in their actions. Well, get your hip boots on, man. Sounds like a good time to start practicing. Oh, teach my own kids. Look back at Bismarck. Look back at the German history. It's the okay, same look thing. back at the clock and see it's uh, time to go. Have a great day. <laughs> you get me depressed. And we don't have a single call on the board now. What was oh, all that? There's, did, did there's see definitely the there's a market for this deal. Yeah, there is yeah. not a market for a squat. Okay, there's not a market. The thing I talked about Vietnam that should have right there from that moment forward. These phones should have been smoking off the hook. But you know something? That old crap about well, people don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Nobody mm -hmm. learns from history. It's I mean, just a self fulfilling prophecy. It's, it's like a dog chasing its tail. It keeps going around and around. It almost makes you want to play Perry Como and round mm -hmm. and round. You know, almost. We we could, but we won't. Like Roby said. We're doomed. I'd rather croak than vote for George W. Bush. 244 people said that out of 503. Almost 50%, 48.5%. Mm. Vote for Hillary. 108 people said they'd rather croak than vote for that bitch. 58 people said they'd rather uh, croak than buy Michael Jackson's CD. 55 rather croak than listen to Mo Howard David. <laughs> Well, that, wow. that was Woo. that was powerful. You know what? That was like from uh, from the nether regions from your that loins. That was from way down... In my rectum. That was good. In fact, if that would have come out the other end, it might have been really dangerous. Bone rattling. Rather croak than listen to Mo Howard David at 55, than watch another Mike Tyson fight 22, and rather croak than drive a Mustang 16. Oh! People with good taste. We don't want to be driving a little pansy car like a freaking Mustang. And speaking of driving again, here it is on the very ultra-right-wing New York Post on Rupert Mur Murdoch's favorite. The price of regular gasoline in New York has topped the $2 a gallon uh, mark. And the fateful uptick to 204 is only a harbinger of the brutal nationwide price spike that industry experts expect. Just the beginning. Mm. 214 for premium, by the way. Good thing I, I drive an economy car. Showing. What? I said it's a good thing I drive an economy car. We think we think we're going to break the record <laughs> of an average, national average price pump of 171 a gallon said in mid-May. Said Dave Costello, a Federal Energy Administration uh, information analyst. In the Big Apple, where gas prices are almost higher than the rest of the nation, drivers may spend the summer looking back at the current $2 price tag with bitter longing. If we go to war against Iraq and as we get closer to the summer driving season, gas stations all around the city can hit that figure and go beyond, said Robert Sinclair, Jr., spokesman for the Automobile Club of New York. And there you go. But don't hold anybody accountable for this, and don't anybody explain it to us, even though we don't have any shortage of oil at the moment. At the moment. But they're anticipating you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's like it's like if the citrus farmers anticipate that next winter right. we might have a bad freeze. Next winter, you know, like December, January. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> anticipation of that, it starts costing like $2 an orange. Got to start storing those nuts up. Exactly. You got to look ahead, baby. A lot of people keep trying the same diets over and over again. And what I've found is a lot of times something will work for you once and your brain kind of outsmarts itself. You're right. And you can never go back and do it again. If you haven't tried balance for life, you have nothing to lose but all of that weight. There's no cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, no worries, just great results. Like the beast is getting who's lost over 50 pounds. I guarantee you we've saved that punk's life. And once his head starts shrinking to normal size, you know we're really doing a good job for him. They deliver your little black sack to your door by 6 a.m. No matter where you are every morning, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're at the massage parlor, three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks are right in your black sack. It's all prepared for you. It's all fresh and delicious. There are chicken dishes and beef and uh, turkey and all kinds of good stuff, omelets and frittatas and you name it. Nothing prefabricated, nothing frozen. 
and they let you pick between two choices for each one of the meals every day that you're on the program. That's the only choice you'll have to make. They do all the figuring for you based on the zone diet. So like I said, the food for the entire day is in there. You don't have to worry about buying anything else. And the weight just pours off your body. So let Balance for Life help you lose the weight the real delicious way. Call 954-568-3229. They'll give you all the details. 954-568-3229 or check them out on the web at balanceforlife.com. In no time at all, you can look better than the lovely beast. And local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. So what was uh, going on in that last break? Did I lose the my audio mind? vault? Uh, kind of did a mini crash. Really? And so uh, I, I got up to take the my teacup back yeah. into the room because I finished my tea, and I like all of a sudden turned around and uh, then I thought that woman wanted to hear the bridge tender. Yes. Yes, yep. sir. Yes. Uh, I wanted to wanted to talk to you about uh, bridges. About what? Cars and boats that you talked about earlier. About what? Bridges. Cars and boats. Now we're talking about bridges over the uh, causeway, not the ones in your mouth. I don't have any, my friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Calm down, sir. Causeway, Take a deep breath. Those are regulated by the United um, Corps of Engineers. Uh, you knew that, didn't you? No. Well, it is. All bridges over navigable waterways. See, if are I regulated if I knew that, I wouldn't have been asking. See. What's that? I said if I knew the answer to the question, I wouldn't have asked it in the first place. Okay. Well, all I'm saying, sir, is that the United States Corps of Engineers are the ones that regulate bridges over navigable waterways. Over what? Navigable waterways. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So it's up to them to decide what time yeah. the bridges should not be open to the marine traffic. Yes, and what time should they not be open to marine traffic, sir? I'm telling you that they come up with the times. Well, what what is the time? I believe it's at rush hour times, sir, that they are not open to marine traffic. Other than that, they are open to marine traffic. So, in other words, any schlep with a boat can come along and back up traffic for that two miles. That is absolutely correct, sir. Well, what kind of a communist bunch of crap is that? That is not a communist bunch of crap, sir. Sounds like you some kind of Neanderthal, fascist, commie, pinko uh, You've got conspiracy to me. automobiles to one boat. Right, exactly. And the boat is going to stop for 5,000 cars? Is that it? No, I think that 50,000 cars ought to stop for one jackass in his boat. I think that's what they ought to do. Man, you better know your laws, mister, because you sure don't. That's right. I suppose you want the damn bridges closed. I want the bridges closed, period, okay? I want them closed. I want the bridge tender to go home and watch MTV and get the hell out of our lives. In other words, you I want, want those boat, bridges closed. Let them use the Julia Tuttle, okay? You don't, Let them you use don't, the MacArthur like Causeway. Boat, I think they all ought to go out on the George Washington Bridge and jump all the bridge tenders. How do you like that, sir? Well, I don't know about you, but you sound like some stupid idiotic yeah. You're being very difficult with me this morning. Absolutely correct, sir. And it could go on and on. Well, why not? 20 past noon, I'm glad I remember that. In spite of that start that I took, like I almost did the splits right. in the middle of the room when I heard that pause. And I thought, what the hell is uh, that little spick doing now, Carlos? Uh, he, was, uh, he had to play a different break and switch the brakes because that one crapped out. I'll be damned. Here's Westchester. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. I'm sorry to hear about your dog. Thank you. Uh, have you ever uh, checked out that uh, Penn and Teller show on, on Showtime? 
No, but somebody faxed me the list of times that they're on here. I, I got the list. I, was, it, I happened to uh, stumble upon it. I thought it was going to be like a magic thing or something. But they debunk half the myths that I, they're, they're feeding the public. Uh, this past week was about the uh, secondhand smoke crap. Uh-huh. That there's never been a legitimate study, a scientific study that proves any of the crap. And they're running around telling people there's 53,000 people dying per year. And they also expose the baby industry from all these uh, parenting videos and crap you know, like that. They even had these four men in a parenting group with this lady. And she said that in order like to become one with your baby. You know, she showed how ridiculous it was. These men were putting on Depends. <laughs> it was hilarious, just so that, that you could come in touch with your baby, mm -hmm. so that your baby could relate to you and you could relate to your baby. Thursday night, 10.30, Bull Schmidt, The End of the World. Exactly. That, that episode's on. Exactly. It's a great show. Well, I'm sorry again to you about Tiny. Okay, thanks. Take care. It was good. Day. I saw that whole show. Which the, one? The End of the World? The, no, the one that he was just talking about. Sex, the bad part is uh, it's only like a half baby. Hour. Yeah. Then there's creationism. Mm-hmm. Self-helpless. ESP, Feng Shui, bottled water. <laughs> feng Shui. Uh, what is it? I get this print is so small I can't read it. Feng, feng shui. shui. Feng. Feng. Where is it, Mr. Feng? No, it's spelled here F-E-N-G. That's feng. how you spell it, but it's pronounced Feng Shui. Trust me. No. It is? Yeah. What is that? It's the art of uh, decorating according to some sort of Eastern something or other. Fung with an F-E-N-G? To create balance and harmony inside your living space so that the well, chi flows through your like house that? unimpeded. I'll be sure and watch that one of these days. <laughs> that was good. Was it? Yeah, it was. The one on oh, the uh, psychics, the one that they did with uh, John Edward and that other uh, faker. Why are they both fags, by the way? Why are all the uh, aircraft psychic meetings flying faggots? around in that region, as you know, in the northern and southern no-fly zones? Boy, have you ever seen uh, him yeah. with Heinrich Himmler? Mm-hmm. Never seen Rumsfeld and Heinrich Himmler together. And that's what all those good liberals like Pat Buchanan and Bob Novak warned me about. They said, beware these uh, chicken hey, hawks, is what you, they said. You just reminded me of a great bumper sticker. It'd be really big in West Palm, especially. Yeah. Don't blame me. I voted for Buchanan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ahoy! Always comes back to Florida. Everything that's going on in the world today, we can trace right back to that November 2000 election. And by the way, in retrospect... Yeah. Could that could that have been as bad? If you can, uh, it might have been better it? for you. I don't think for me. But anyway. Well, hey, he, remember he's he's a changed man somehow. Don't don't get too carried away. I do like that show, and he yes, I do find he's uh, much more moderate and reasonable, and he's vehemently against this war, right? And against this uh, whole uh, what's happening with the economy. By the way, the market for that guy that called the other day, right? Not going to be too happy. Where are our periodic watcher. updates? The Dow is down 112 points. They're in a break now, so I have to do like one at a time. And the Nasdaq's down 25 points. The Nasdaq's under 1300. 1297. It'll come here, up when we get the war going. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. And once they start start dropping their bombs, then you're going to see. It. I love that guy that called me that day for financial advice. That that was. I mean, I know his intentions were good. <laughs> I mean, that was just uh, incredible. Well, you learn from your mistakes, so you could probably tell them a thing. Yeah, that would be like calling uh, Hitler for advice how to uh, cater a bar mitzvah banquet. I mean, they were just, you know, not good talking to a guy that's uh, gone to the cleaners thanks to Mitch Hirsch. Thanks a lot, Mitch, you jackass. Another good reason not to go to a Panther game is having to see Mitch Hirsch on that scoreboard. If they stopped showing him up there, I bet you they'd get a lot more people in there. Well, they show his face? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, him and his partner there, his partner in crime. Ken, whatever his name is. 
You gotta take a call or two, or am I gonna have to? I was to thinking about taking it. Well, I didn't know if you were gonna take the break, but certainly we can take a call. Take, oh, that's right. No, no, let's oh. take the break. I didn't see what All time right. it was. All I'm right. having such a good time here, and now during the break, I can go make another cup of tea. Good idea. Twelve twenty-five on five sixty WQAM. Carlos, I know. Thank you, baby. Darn it! I told you, don't bother me while I'm in here. Hi, sir. Uh, hello. It's Mickey Mouse. Oh, Mr. Mouse, good morning. How are you? What the hell are you doing to me? Uh, nothing, sir. You're freaking killing me. N no, I'm not. I got David Kelly calling me every three minutes. Why did we move the practice? Sir, you, you told me to move the practice. I didn't tell you anything. You must have misunderstood me. N no, sir, you said move the practice to Monday. Hey, hey, listen, Bup Wipe. I'm the boss. I make the decisions. You take the heat. Right. You move the practice. Okay. okay I... How are we doing with it anyway? Oh, you man. Hold on. Remus. <laughs> yeah, boss. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm on the phone, Remus. Hi, sir. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. What was your question? I'm telling you, I'm going crazy over here. Between David Kelly and now Michael Jackson calling me every three minutes, I'm going to go out of my freaking mind. Hold on. Reavers! Get in, boss! Stop it, Reavers! I'm going to fall, boss! Stop falling the floor, Reavers! Reavers! <laughs> What's this in my hand, Reavers? That's your penis, boss. My other hand, Reavers! Oh, that's the phone, boss. Right. I can't hear anything, Remus. Stop sawing the floor. Sorry. Hi, sir. Sir, sir, the moves are working out very well. The practice is fourth in its time slot well, and moving fourth out... Fourth in its time slot? Christ, are we even beating the WB? Barely. Oh, my God. And the Michael Jackson thing was a rating success. Of course. Hold on a second. Remus. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with a harmonica, Remus? Well, don't play it, Remus. I'll jam that thing down your throat. And get that bluebird away from me. Oh, come on, bluebird. <laughs> I'm allergic. Eisner. Sir, over 25 million people saw Shut the... up, Eisner. Listen. Uh, yeah. You see me, what I'm doing here? Uh, uh, sir, you're on the phone. I know I'm on the phone. Do you see what I'm doing? Use your imagination for crying out loud. I'm moving my hands up and down, side to side. I'm the puppet master. I say it, you do it. Now Fox is going to air all the stuff that you cut out of the Michael Jackson interview. Uh, but, 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 sir, you told me to edit out all that stuff to make him look like a Puppet master, me. Idiot. Oh. So anyway, uh, these faxes you sent me? Yeah. First of all, Mark in Miami just relaxed. The ludicrous thing from Barry Jackson's column you're talking about had nothing to do with the Neil Rogers show, which is even more ludicrous. It had to do with Mo Howard David and the Mad Dog. All right. Isn't that amazing? Mark, <laughs> give you some idea what that's How all the about. turns. Uh, number two, let's see. Here's what it says. Um, just a note to QAM. I'm one of the many listeners to Neil Rogers. Please keep it up. And the link, too. Uh, why is he like, uh, I don't understand I this. Don't know. 
It's a fax. Where does he think this goes? Andy, it comes to us, Andy, okay? Anyway, yesterday you spoke of an electronic-based war protest. Do you have any info on this event? Yes, I do, Andy. In fact, we ought to have this on our website, Carlos. Coming soon. Today. Anti-war groups planning phone campaign to overwhelm White House and Congress tomorrow. Organizers of the virtual march on Washington are calling on supporters to call, fax, or email senators in the White House during business hours tomorrow, Wednesday the 26th. The group also showed a TV ad feature. Well, we've seen that with Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. I'm looking for the... Uh, we're hoping there will be thousands and thousands of phone calls. Do they have a site, these people, like, with phone numbers? I'm, I'm going to give that out. Right. If you I... Just relax. Just give me an opportunity. <laughs> a lot of the weather, but you're like, uh, you know... Hyperventilating? I'm a doddering old fool, and just relax and get to it. Win Without War, it's a coalition of more than 30 organizations opposed to war with Iraq, including the National Council of Churches, National Organization for Women, NAACP, and the Sierra Club. And on the net, Win Without War can be found at www.winwithoutwarus.org. Win Without War, is that us or U.S.? Well, take your pick. Okay. Win without war, us or us dot org. Got it, Carlos? He's got it. He's on top of it. <clears throat> so we'll put that on there. We'll put a link to it right on our website, shouldn't we? Front and center. Okay. On NeilRogers.com. Also, a fact that says Neil Ike was the most underrated president of all time. Great general, Europe V Day, uh, two NASA overruling those who wanted military control of space programs, three interstate highway system. He led the uh, loved the German autobahn. Four internationalists and statesmen ended the Korean War and said, the peoples of the world want peace so badly that eventually their leaders will have to get out of the way and let them have it. Proposed open skies where U.S. and Soviet Union could make regular flights over each other's territory to help keep the peace. And in his farewell speech, as somebody before said, the Chronic and Coco points out, warning of the growing power of the military-industrial complex, Ahoy! said Ike in his farewell speech. Beware the military-industrial complex, he said, because they are... The evildoers. Don't we have a bit about them? About what? Defense contractor. I don't know, do we? Yeah, we do. And what's it called? Defense contractor. It's called sitting on defense? The karaoke radio. Here are the lyrics you requested, sir. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, brothers. I am a big defense contractor. Upstanding Christian corporate whore. I am a greedy, stinking bastard. Yes, who's looking forward to a war? Another cold war is what I'm asking. I'm only concerned with my bottom line. Let's start a war and start blasting. Don't care how many have to die. Oh, if I can interrupt, Rumsfeld is talking about the very close partnership we have with South Korea and Japan. Yeah. Is that the same South Korea where the new prime minister just told us to get our troops out of there, get the hell out the 38,000 Americans? Yeah. It's trucks like me who put that kid in office. And I'm expecting a return. Now, finally, with Rumsfeld working for us, <laughs> now we can build that SDI. 
Dios. I am a big defense contractor. I am the harbinger of death. My corporate image I have mastered. But when I'm home, I must confess that I always wear a dress. Put that line in here. Kind of like Gay Edgar Hoover. Yeah. A snappy dress. Do you know how old that bit is, by the way? No, how old is it? Right at the beginning of El Presidente's presidency. Well, goes to show you. Psychic. Must have been some psychic powers there of the bald-headed one. That spoke of Brian, the bald-headed one. We refer to five, so six, many seven, people. Oh, five, sixty on the George Rodriguez show. Pile Why are you reading those numbers? We, we got Mad Dog at one, Eddie K for the Humper at three, because Hank finally wised up, taking a little extra time off to get his uh, throat healed up and get back into shape. Maybe lose an ounce or two, please, please. Hurricane warm up at seven. U.M. and Villanova Wildcats seven thirty. Uh, the big uh, oh, Mitzia at ten o'clock. Enjoy Mark overnight, two to six. Don't let me interrupt you from all your. Oh, calls okay, now. no, no. Here's Homestead. Hello. Huh? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Turn that radio off. George. Yes. Oh, the radio's off. Okay. Well, I don't know where that echo's coming from. That was some somebody talking to me. All right. Hey, listen. Who, who's answering the phone, Carlos? Uh, no. Whoever's answering the phone, man, like two times they hang up on you and yeah. whatnot. I don't know how much you guys are paying I mean, them. Uh, no, no, we're not. As a matter of fact. No, well, you're not he, paying he's, them. He's, that's, he's that's paying us. Not, <laughs> that's probably why they're doing such a good job. Right. But uh, but uh, hey, by the way, uh. George, the last time, I mean, when was the last time we went to war with somebody for oil? Honestly, be honest. When was, when was the last time? Yeah, be honest. With when yourself. was the first time? In, in the Gulf War, they were saying the same thing: no blood for oil, no blood for oil. We we didn't go in there and take anybody's oil. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong? We didn't take anybody's oil. We were going there and uh, we were going to the rescue of some people who were. You don't being think attacked. we were protecting the other oil countries like Kuwait and Saudi Arabia? Do you? I think they might have been a part of it. The, uh, other countries. We were doing business with. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the same thing here. I mean, if you don't think we're going to war because this guy has a chance of giving biological and chemical agents to terrorists, which he does, he does have that capability of doing it. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I could give Drano to a raghead. What? I said, have a great time. Yeah, really sad. Really stupid and sad. And you know what? Like an old it's, it's, it's like the big lie, like the Nazis said. If you keep mm-hmm. saying it loud enough and loud right. enough. Oh, chemicals. First of all, in the beginning, it had nothing to do with biological or chemical weapons. Right. In the beginning, it was regime change. And he's a brutal, murderous dictator. Right. He gassed his own people. And then that didn't work too well. Mm-hmm. So now it's weapons of mass destruction and chemical and biological weapons. We keep yada, yada, yada. What he could Which do. Everybody and their brother, by the way. In fact, who's who's still who is still producing in violation of all the international treaties? By the way, who's still producing chemical and biological weapons is the good old USA. Well, because we one thing it. about this, one thing about this administration, when the first thing they did when they came into office, all those treaties that we ever signed, yeah, forget about it. Sure. Means nothing. They don't we got mean a new deal now. Not FDR's new deal. We got our own new deal. We got we're, the raw deal. We're moral and righteous. We don't have to live by those deals. Right. You just wait till the uh, USA Patriot Act Part Two gets into. Uh, then you won't be opening up a big mouth, Mister. I'll tell you that right now. You either. Oh, I'm, wait. You're I'm safe in Canada. In Canada, man. right? I almost Canada. Canada. Nineteen till one Fox. on Canadian Radio, five sixty WQAM. Bush. I'm back to There's a little woman. Homo. All right, guys, knock it off. Hey. Hey, you big fat fruitcake. Guys, that's not nice at all. None. Are you gonna cry? I'm gonna call your parents. Is what I'm gonna do. Let's face it, being a house husband is hard enough without having to worry about the laundry. 
And thanks to new Simply Clean with bleach, I don't have to worry. Simply Clean gets out all the tough stains like grass stains, coffee, pits, that discharge, dried on like on this t-shirt. So when my wife gets home, my laundry will score an A+. Honey, I'm home. Well, there he is now. New Simply Clean with bleach gets out the dirt. So anyway, speaking of that, USA Today reports natural gas and heating oil prices surge. No. Natural gas and heating oil futures extended their blistering rally into a second day today, hitting record highs on forecast of bitter cold lasting into March and rapidly declining supplies. The development's point to likely increases in already bloated home heating bills. Residential heating oil prices are about 50% from a year ago when the average winter heating oil bill was 642 bucks. The Energy Department says bills might approach a grand this winter. While natural gas prices are not as easy to track, consumers were reporting similar jumps before this week's rise. Higher natural gas and heating oil prices will cut more into consumer budgets, said Jim Williams of WTRG Economics and Energy Consultant. If you're old enough to remember, it's time to bring out that sweater that Jimmy Carter used to wear while encouraging us to turn our thermostats down. I remember that. When we were being held hostage, we not only had the hostages in Iran, right. but the entire country was being held hostage for OIL. I the remember people freezing. The increased heating costs, which in part reflect higher demand during an especially cold winter in many parts of the USA, drag, act as a drag on the economy. Mm. Oh, Just mention that. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, just remember all those old people that were freezing to death because uh, they were afraid sure they do. weren't going to be able to pay? What? That's right. I sure do. Just And there will be more of them this year. Right. It's compassionate conservatism, man. Just like we had uh, with Jimmy Carter, compassionate, uh, compassionate stupidity. I see. 5670560 oh, in Dayton Broward, pound 560 is free on Verizon Wireless. Here's Wes Palm. Hello. Yeah, hi. How are you doing, Neil? Great. Um, you got to go back to, I think, where this all started. And I thought about it, and I said, today we allowed George Bush to get in there, and the way, the way he was selected. Yeah. And the way he was selected by his uh, Supreme Court buddies? That's like right. The Thomas, way, right. When that happened, I knew it was over. I said it's over, and Americans just sat still. No big deal. Two weeks after he got in, people seemed to forget oil prices were about a dollar ten. And two weeks after he went in, they went to dollar thirty-five. No one said anything. Right. You know. And then I said with, with Clinton, with the whole weapons of mass destruction thing, Clinton took out ninety-five percent of his stuff through through inspections. No one died. Right. You know. And then I, I said, um, if we take, if we look at everything. Um, who has weapons of mass destruction? We do. We have smallpox, we have anthrax mm-hmm. in our labs, you know, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, the way people worry about Michael Jackson and all this crap. Right, that's right. That Mike... Go ahead, Neil. Michael Jackson and Joe Millionaire, man, that's America for you. Why don't we have Michael Jackson and Joe Millionaire lead a protest and say no more? I bet it would get, uh, <laughs> you know, 50 million. Now you're talking. Watch Here's the best idea of the year. And wake all Americans up, because that's what they want to watch. You know, well, Michael's so concerned about little... can take home half of the little kids in the parade. <laughs> Well, Michael's right. worried about little kids. He's worried about little kids in the world, supposedly. Let yeah, him and sure. Joe Mail and Millionaire lead it, and we're good to go. Good idea. Yeah, Have 90 day, share easy. Thank you. Good to He solved all the problems. Here's a fact from George. Condolences on Tiny's passing. The most common re-election question should be asked now. Couldn't read his writing. No. Are, are we any safer? Are we more secure? Are we economically stronger? Are we freer than uh, when George W. was elected? No. Thanks, George. No to all of these things, to all of the above. Of course, it's only That's February of 2003. Point. Right. We Good haven't machine. started dropping La, La Bamba yet. Everything will be better then. Una Bamba Grande. We'll have an oil pump in your house after the war. And by the way, there's no charge to view the big mushroom cloud. Fort Myers, hello. Hello? Hello. Hi, hi. Um, I was watching uh, 
one of Fox's uh, right-wing knuckle-draggers last night. Uh, oh, my God. Hannity. And ah. uh, who looks like Nathan Lane, by the way, but that's an insult to Nathan Lane. Um, anyway, he had uh, Congressman Shays on from the 60 Minutes piece, and he happened to mention, do you think it would be a good idea to use tactical nuclear weapons if they're gassed? And he just said, no, absolutely not. I just... <laughs> I mean, it, it, he was almost shocked by the question, but it, it's it's this Hannity who's just so angry and violent, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, with you know with the, the talks with anybody that disagrees with anything. Yeah. I mean, any of Roger Ailes' you know uh, conservative people that are on his shows, I mean, it, they're just mouthpieces for him. They're not journalists. And, that's right. Um, you know, especially I don't know if you saw this that's morning. Why, that's why I would program that thing right off your set. I would just uh, programming it out. Because I was watching this morning, he had uh, Janine Garofalo. And had one of uh, the, the Fox and Friends, and it was just violent. I mean, you, you can't get one in word in. I mean, if you're not right wing or conservative on those morning shows, he doesn't have you on there, and that's obvious, uh, you know, from the programming that he has. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. All spin all day. Don't forget. All, all spin, spin all, all day. day. Have a great day. Thanks, Neil. Bye bye. It's kind of like kind of like one of those washing machines that won't go out. All spin all day. It just keeps going around <laughs> and around. But this one only tilts to the right. So I heard we were going to use tactless uh, nuclear weaponry. Didn't you hear what Rumsfeld said before? No. I think the most poignant thing was when he said... Anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was what? I thought well, I my finger hit the... Oh. Was, uh, they were promoting the Sodom thing. You know? Oh, we couldn't have that. The fact that Sodom had the interview with Dan Rather, even though this is ser- certainly not news. I was afraid the drop had been corrupted. No. Oh, we wouldn't do no, that. That was a special... Only America's been corrupted. Nine till one on 560 WQAM. And? And? Well, we're figuring it out. Not gonna get an exit. <laughs> oh, you want this? Howard David's a bitch. I was standing there one day, not thinking I would die from being able to make. I should never keep McDonald's A Big Mac must be trapped inside my bowels Ah, How can you die from the packed box? Let these put your doctors in Now my heart stops You schmucks at Sinai Tore my intestines out I guess I should have known what to expect Living in Miami With the kind of service you get in this town I would like to leave tomorrow If I didn't eat that crap I swallowed <laughs> Why can't you lend me some chocolates? Why can't you losers get it right? My bowels were blocked Inside my hiney, can't make my turds go out. It's Oi! 12.57 at 5.60 WQM. Thanks to George for doing most of the show today. Oh, it was nothing. It was like, uh, <laughs> like I wasn't even doing it. Literally. <laughs> Small groups often skirt pyrotechnic rules. We do have this on the website, don't we? Or did we not? I guess we didn't put it on there. Lesser-known bands, because it's really, it's almost comical if there weren't so many people died and got injured. But to watch the scurrying about between the club owner and the rock band, the Great White, 
and everybody else involved. Oh, no, we, uh, about, well, I, I didn't know nothing. We didn't know about it. In Rhode Island, as in Massachusetts, pyrotechnics such as those that caused the deadly blaze at the station must be set up by a technician licensed by the state. That person or company usually handles the paperwork as well. Filing for a permit with the local fire department demonstrating the fireworks for inspectors and modifying the displays local authorities require. The process, however, is easily avoided by bands that simply don't hire licensed technicians and have their own stage hands set up the pyrotechnics. In some cases, club owners are willing to look the other way. While this is occurring, those in the industry say they're willing to look the other way. If a band doesn't come forward, they believe uh, and they do it behind our back. Nobody tells us. We have no way of knowing, said Captain William Metterville of the Fire Prevention Division of the Worcester Fire Department, and they move on to the next town the next night. Rev Tyler, guitar player for the now-defunct Love and Cry, said the band routinely used power techniques, including at the station, but never hired a licensed technician. A stagehand set up the power techniques each time, he said. To his knowledge, no permit was ever applied for either. <clears throat> Not looking too good for the owners, you know it. And that's how we figured it. We looked the other way. Yeah. And then, of course, we got all these people. Oh, gee, how can you have a stager without pyrotechnics? Uh, mm, excuse me? Gee. Excuse me? Let me think. Inside a wooden frame building with no sprinkler system? With uh, foam rubber insulation? Right. Ex exactly. That's soaked in kerosene? I'll tell you what, maybe we could have the band come and do the show in your living room would be good. And set off a little pyrotechnics display and see how that works first before we try to get in a wood frame building with no sprinkler system and foam uh, insulation. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, well, what's the use? You feel weak. You want to just uh, get on the floor and yeah. make guttural sounds. It's, a, it's, it's like a that. A shot world. And so as a result, I can understand why most people are, want, you know, they want an escape. They want a release mm. from all these horrible things. There you go. So excuse me for bringing up the fact that we brought 58,000 Americans dead from Vietnam. Oh. Absolutely nothing. And those people who were opposed to it, those right. people who opened up a mouth, those people who had the balls to protest, those people who defected and came up here to Canada when any other goddamn place. Communists. Same kind of crap. Commie sympathizers, cowards, pinkos, uh, all the others, all of these things. And now we're going through the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Because there are few people with enough intelligence to see through all of this bullcrap and see that this was orchestrated long before 9-11 ever occurred. Uh -huh. If we were going after the people that were involved with 9-11, planning it, involved in it in any way, shape, or form, I'd be right there. Hallelujah. I'd be out there waving well, the American flag in the streets up here. We already did that. Let's go get them. Aren't we Let's done with roll. that? Didn't we do that already? <laughs> yeah. So right. Do you, do you have a DVD player up there? No, I do not. But I can go buy one. Because there's 80 million electronic stores all over uh, Young Street. Just curious, because I was going to uh, buy and send you the uh, Born on the Fourth of July DVD. Since oh, so great. topical right now. And since I've already got the Howdy Doody DVD from Boca Brian. You do? Yeah, he sent me that as a, a birthday gift, the Howdy Doody one. Well, how do you duty like that? I duty pretty good, and maybe tomorrow I'll be dutying even better. Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Got a little poke in the ass about uh, 8 o'clock this morning.